Welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. I'm Benjamin Light. And this is Marco Sparks. Today we're talking about S5 E20. Pretty isn't the point. This episode is a big episode. Written by Oliver Goldstick and Francesca Rollins. Directed by Melanie Mayron. Uh, the Return of Melanie Mayron. I, I really liked this episode. I liked her directing. It kind of felt like older PLL to me in a way that I liked. Hmm. I don't know how I, I... I don't have anything specifically to point out to 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 justify that i guess it just felt that way to me okay like a slightly there were a couple strange scenes that i'm not totally sure why they're in this episode i'll I'll point them out as we go Uh, there was a lot about this episode that was a little bizarre and i loved it um yeah so we start off we're in magic mike's bedroom all four pll's are there in search mode when mike's gone Arya has fulfilled her destiny of searching the bedroom Mm -hmm. Uh, she digs through a drawer pulls out a tube and Emily sees this and asks if she's found something based on the face that Arya's making. And Arya's like, yeah, my brother's got jock itch. Ew. Wish I didn't know that. Ugh. Magic Mike. Yeah, he's got a tube of a jock itch relief balm there. Uh, all that all that pump and iron getting some jock itch. I mean, he used to be on the lacrosse team. Is that right? Uh, but I, I, I mean, it's the spring, so the season's over maybe. Yeah, that's right, because he was he was a lax bro with uh, mm-hmm. Connor. Yeah, yeah, so he's just working out. Anyway, Arya makes a face. Emily's looking under the bed. Uh, Hannah and Spencer looking through Mike's shit. Mike has some weird stuff on the walls. He's got like a random dartboard, like like up on the ceiling almost. Anime posters. There's a senses fail poster, which is uh, embarrassing. There's a poster that is just a cover to like a Black Rebel Motorcycle Club album. He's got a like boxing gloves and a, and a like a little uh, punching bag thing that Hannah picks up and looks at. The whole rack of weights is weird. Like you think it would just be like two like twenty pound dumbbells or something like, but he has like like a full like like fourteen you know total weights. Like he's got all different shapes and sizes. What do you need that many dumbbells for? Seriously. Then, right. like, how often does Byron come in and want to work out with him? Never. I think Byron's <laughs> probably afraid of Mike. <laughs> He's like, Mike, you're not taller than me, and you look like you can beat the shit out of me. Uh, so, Hannah is checking out all that gym equipment and the weights, and she asks, you know, what's up all this new gym equipment? And Arya says she doesn't know, but Magic Mike is obsessed with it. And Hannah's like, it's nice. How much do you pay for all this? And Emily chastises Hannah because they're not here first. They're not shopping here. And Hannah's like, because it looks like, get off my tits. It's just a question. Yeah, and she says, I mean, I want to know how Mike's all of a sudden uh, training to become a ninja. And see, this is another just fun little thing the writers are doing this episode. They're they're planting these seeds of maybe it is a story thing. You know, maybe maybe he was stealing blood from the uh, the blood drive center for like a, a blood test or something like mm. clean blood. Mm. What do you need clean blood or do you need like clean urine? It depends on the test, but. Hmm. You know, if it was a blood test, you'd need clean blood. We were just joking, like, what if Cody Christian went out for the new Marvel Spider-Man role? And now I'm just imagining, like, Magic Mike, like, what if, you know, between 5A and 5B or whatever, he had been bit by, like, radioactive Aria? <laughs> and that's where these... What would his superpowers be? Like, bad fashion? Bad fashion, that haircut, roiding out. Extreme naivete. Yeah. 
Um, so it's Spencer like throws uh, radioactive self-centeredness. <laughs> Spencer throws out. Well, maybe because he's training to run errands for run errands for a spider on cell block H, which is just a joy to read. I think a in a blonde spider. Yeah, yeah. So Mike Mike has a lot of junk in his room. Arya's decided that she you know wants him to stop going through his shit because this now feels like wrong. Not right. Yeah. yeah. And Hannah's like, no, what feels wrong is Mike stealing our stem cells and handing them over to, to the A team. Allie's A team. Yeah. yeah. All right. He's so, like, no, Hannah, we don't know what was in that envelope you gave Cyrus. It, it could just have been cash. Hmm. And Spencer says, right. So maybe he's hiding our DNA in here until he gets further instructions. Has anybody checked in that mini fridge yet? And nobody says anything. So Spencer goes for it. And Emily's like, what about the gym bag? And Ari's like, no, I got it. She grabs Mike's uh, bag to run through it. Her insistence on this is a little strange. Yeah. Like, is this what she does when she can't check the bedroom because they're already in the bedroom? Well, I, you know, I feel like they're playing on the like the feeling that, that Arya is A and they're, they're teasing that because like so, you know, Hannah comes over to Arya um, as like Arya pushes Emily away and starts unzipping and going through Mike's bag. And Hannah's like, if your brother did send that bloody a text, we should be doing more than turning his room over. We should be setting fire to. And Spencer, <laughs> in the background, on point, just about reaches for that protein mask can that has the fake top on it. And to me, that's like the most suspicious move in the room. Because she zones in like right on that like perfect, like the Jurassic Park hidden can, you know. Maybe she just wanted to check the calorie and you know, nutritional True. information. But True. before she can grab it, Arya goes, guys. So Spencer just stops and looks back. And Arya's holding up a silver necklace that she's apparently pulled out of the gym bag. And Emily's like, did you find that in here? And Arya says it was under a really disgusting gym sock. And <laughs> Emily looks into the gym bag and Spencer comes over and she takes the necklace. She's like, wait. And she pulls her phone out. And Emily's like, he just bought this last Friday because she found the receipt. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's like, who's it for? And when did your brother acquire taste? It's like, Aria oh, sh- interested now, Hannah? Aria shoots her quite the nest. Look, you can't really see yet, but there's like little beads spaced out across the necklace. Um, so Hannah's also, Hannah's shirt looks like it's made out of what's left over, like Christmas tinsel. Um, Emily ponders if Mike ordered this necklace from Mona and just got it in the mail, which if so, don't go to that website ever again. Because four months later, is way too long for delivery. Yeah. And Hannah's like, maybe it's a Mother's Day gift. And Spencer says, I don't think he's telling his mom I'm with you. And w- why does she think it says I'm with you? Because she's translated those kind of like beads and like long, you know, stretches of necklace. It's Morse code. Mm-hmm. And she's translated out the Morse code to spell out I'm with you. She using has her a, phone. She has a Morse code app on her phone. Well, of course she does. That's that's amazing. Yeah, of course, a, Spencer would have a Morse code translator on her phone. I wonder if that thing can listen. I think it can because it has like volume controls there. Interesting. And she's like, these aren't just beads. It's a message in Morse code. I've seen these advertised online. The beads spell out words, which I just want to go to a few of the websites that Spencer goes to where she might see these advertisements. Spencer is all up in the weird internet. Yeah, the dark net, the deep mm-hmm. web. Yeah, our question's like, I'm with you. With who? Uh, Spencer's like the necklace is probably for Allison that's who's Mike's with big old jump to conclusion yeah he's like that's the theory we're currently going with so we're just gonna keep going there all in yeah and so some Hannah face you know Emily's concern Arya's just like staring at this necklace she has this kind of kooky look on her face like almost cross-eyed mm-hmm. and she's like looking at it like what's going on and I then wanted, we go to credits 
I wanted the the teaser to end of her like then putting the necklace on. And then it's like in like Tomorrowland where she's transported to another world. Uh, that's Arya's everyday life, I assume. Mm-hmm. After the credits, I think it's the next day. We're at the Rowenda Brew. Emily walks in and, and Talia's there on the phone. And Talia's just like, oh, please. If my customers knew it was lard, they would shove me in the oven. Which, whoa. Yeah. Um, Emily walks up and Talia looks back and is like, oh, it's your mom. And Emily's like, huh? Emily <laughs> is wearing like a gray American apparel V-neck that appears to be like ribbed with ball bearings for the viewer's pleasure just random ball bearings spaced like maybe five inches apart that seems like it would like if big else, ball bearings like like you know centimeter wide if nothing else it would sound really funny in the washing machine yeah so she's got that on just like this fairly you know thin little not the top. first liar to wear a ball bearing up outfit yeah she's got that on in like like black hot pants basically like super yeah. short shorts that's her work at get up mm. uh yeah Vitalia's like oh it's your mom and she goes back to to uh uh what's her face pam pam who we haven't seen forever and says i'll email it okay bye she hangs up and emily's a little puzzled and she's like didn't you want to talk to me and Talia's like no she just called about that leftover cobbler you brought home last week which i guess is the one that emily like lit on fire so it became a cobbler no that was apples yeah, no, it was it, it was going to be an apple pie, and then she lit it on fire, and I think Talia was like, oh, we'll just call it a cobbler or something like oh, that. Maybe. Um, um, Emily sighs and does an eye roll, maybe a sigh roll. Uh, and Talia's like, what? Isn't it nice that we have something in common besides just you? Which mm. I feel like, take that retroactively, Maya. Speaking for myself, I would be extremely skeptical of an SO getting on too well with my mother. Like, shut it, shut it down, Em. That's never well, a good sign. Especially where this goes from here um so emily kind of ponders like you know if pam might know more about her and talia and talia's like us not for me we are moving slowly emily i am perfectly fine with you and me staying just between you and me which and she she like smooths the air with her hands like show how chill she is well it's like Arya should run in right now and be like shut it down never be anyone's secret Arya out yeah <laughs> <laughs> sure speaking, are you speaking as a that's hypocrite, never happened speaking as a hypocrite shut it down yeah and so you know it's just you between just you and me and emily's like and your husband mood killer until i nod she's like right and she's kind of smiling like oh nbd but it kind of is mm-hmm. uh, and she kisses emily and she's like do you just wake up this beautiful yes talia yes she does well, is, is, is this talia being like a smooth operator I'm trying to be. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, does she just view Emily as this like hip DTF lesbian high school student? Probably. Um. So Ty heads to the back, like the kitchen area. Emily sets her stuff down behind the counter, you know, to get to work. And Mike walks in, texty texting, and she's just like, "Oh, hey, Mike, we're not actually open." And Mike is Mike- just like, "Let's just take it to the douche meter." Uh, uh, this is my open. favorite thing Mike does in the episode. I think. Yeah, he just looks back at the door like he could give a fuck, and he's like, "Well, the door is open." Yeah, and Emily's like, she's saying nothing. She's clearly nervous about around Mike now, and Mike's just like, "Can I get some coffee to go?" Even though she just told him they're not open, and so Emily's like, "Yeah." Well, if you've ever worked in the kind of customer service which involves like a counter between you and a customer, and you handing them something over mm-hmm. and physically taking cash money, like. 
you've probably had this moment with a patron. <laughs> well, I like that he's texting as he walks in, like he's completely oblivious. Loudly like, like he would have just slammed into that door if it was locked, basically. Yeah. 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 Well, I love that his texting is like as loud as possible. Um, yeah, he's got the volume all the way up. She, she's a. He, he's such a dickhead. Like, so you know, he asked for the. I don't coffee know if he's being a total dick as much as just oblivious. Oblivious dickhead. Like he's a young high school dickhead. Um just like a meathead jerk um she's a little put out but she says sure starts pouring in the coffee he's texting texting and he's just the like fully on that coffee is like pretty overdone yeah he's just like i'm gonna need two and she's just like okay so she goes and gets like another cup and pours that and she's like do you want to bring a pastry or anything texty texty text and he's like no they're both for me it's a long night and she's so, like she's trying to play cool like oh really what were you doing i just realized when i was watching the scene who i think mike is channeling here because he's reminding me of some someone it took me a couple watches to remember. He's doing like teenage, slightly broish Steve Rogers, basically, like uh, like Chris Evans. Like they they have a very similar delivery and the way you know it's like no, they're both for me. It's a long night. Like if go go watch like Winter Soldier, you'll see what I mean. Hmm. I just watched that not too long ago, and I definitely noticed the parallel in their delivery. Whoa! I feel like you've clinched it. We have to at least get Cody Christian an audition. For Spider-Man. There you go. If you're listening... Well, to even though Spider-Man's a totally different character than Steve Rogers. I'm just saying. They, they'll look great together side by side in like Captain America Civil War. If you're listening, start tweeting that. Hashtag it. Do whatever. Um, so Emily says that. And Mike's, like he looks at her a second. And he's just like, I've already got one big sister. I'm not looking for another. So he like leaves his like two bucks and like takes his coffee carrier. <laughs> Dollar and tip. Baller, yeah. Mike. Yeah, because I was thinking to myself, damn, that's some cheap coffee. And I was like, oh, that's right. Coffee is 50 cents a cup. Well, just the way he says that, it's very, you know, I'm not looking for another. It's a little rude, but not totally. Like, he, he could be much ruder if he wanted to. You know, he's just very straightforward. I guess he could have thrown the money on the ground. Um, so she whips out her phone, starts texting. Great shot as they then cut to the to the received text on the other. <laughs> I, like, I like how after Baller Mike throws the money down. He's like he's trying to like leave the scene like a badass, but he has to pick up that tray, those little styrofoam trays yeah. holding the coffee cups, and there's like no way to do that and look like a badass. Yeah, because like you never know how to hold those because they're like unbalanced, and you want to make sure that, like nothing falls, and so he's just gotta have to cradle that as he walks out the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 specifically designed so you cannot look suave. Um, mm-hmm. so we get to Hollis or outside somewhere. It's <sighs> Spencer and Johnny are sitting Spencer at a table coffee. Johnny yeah. eggs. And so Spencer has gotten that text from Emily, which says, Mike just came into the brew. He's getting scarier. Meta joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, Johnny eggs here. He's got like one of those like, like newsboy ha- caps on. Mm. Like, well, you know, I'm not an expert in haberdashery. I actually did some Googling here. I can't tell if it's just a flat cap or a newsboy cap. Apparently there is a difference, but it seems marginal to me. I think there's a button in the front so it can... Like it can button to the the okay. visor area. It's like an handicap thing. I mean, basically, Johnny shops at the smelly hipster boutique at the Rosewood Mall. Yeah, or Spen- he or he picks his clothes out of the trash out back. Spencer, meanwhile, uh, just like a plain white T-shirt with a necklace that looks like dog tags almost. It is dog tags. I, it, I'm gonna do a deep pull here. Well, you finish describing the outfit. Uh, like beige pants and like a kind of a weird, you know, like brown leather belt, and then like Carillion blood stripes down the sides. So this was the outfit that 
according to Instagram, 20 weeks ago. Troy mm-hmm. and Bo, sorry, you Instagrammed about. She said this was one of those outfits where Mandy Line let her actually inspire Spencer's fashion. And so, so Troy and called mm-hmm. upon her own fashion icons, which she listed. They include Patty Annie Smith. Paul, Patty Smith, and Jurassic Park. <laughs> she definitely has like a kind of a Harrison Ford vibe to a lot of her stuff, you know? Uh, you know, so we've joked about like the steampunk Spencer that I, I would not only follow her into battle, I'd follow her into like a six movie series. Like I would absolutely like just take this outfit, like Troy and Bell, sorry, in this outfit and just like, let's see some spec scripts. Cause I would, I, it's a great outfit for her. It's, mm-hmm. you don't need like the weird Swedish murder ballerina outfit all the time. <laughs> I do like it when she gets French. Yeah. Um, so you, you can said, tell we really want to talk about fucking Johnny here. Yeah, Johnny says, I know that your mom loves the idea of shipping you off to Hogwarts, but what about you? Are you freaked out by living overseas? First of and all. I, first of all. Yeah. Oh, I have some Spencer was born to go to Hogwarts, you ass. Like, she would love it there. Yeah, I was going to say, one, John, Johnny really thinks this is, this is his wedge with her. This is his mm-hmm. angle. The best kind of people for you, you know, are the ones that are there to support you as you lift yourself up to great heights. Not to encourage you to join them in the depths. Like, two... Spencer would be amazing at Hogwarts, you vile scum. Yeah. I have comments in my notes after, like, literally everything he says in this scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's like, oh, you're freaked out by living overseas? What, what a stupid question. You're, you're talking to a Hayscenes, you fool. Like, well, so, it's amazing this, that Spencer already doesn't speak with a British accent. It gets worse, though, or says we. You know, instead of yes. But so Mm -hmm. she's like, no, why should I be? It worries me because she seems to be becoming more impressionable around this. That's because he's negging her. Yeah, he is. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Aren't you freaked out about living overseas? No, I should have been. And he's like, no, you'll be fine. I, on the other hand, needed a horse pill just to get across the ocean. So we're back talking about this pussy. What is it? It's like negging. And then like the other one is like peacocking. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I know don't, negging. That's the one I know. I only know a little bit like that NLP bullshit. But yeah, he's mm-hmm. he needed a horse tranquilizer to fly. His advice is wait till the wheels are off the ground. She's I like, I can't what relate to people who have a hard time flying and brag about it. Like, why? why is, it's like he's boasting about this. Like, ha ha ha! I suck so much. I need drugs just to fly. And Spencer's like, what happened? He's like, oh, faulty equipment. We had to get off the plane. I was fast asleep. I got wheeled around on the luggage cart by a bank teller from Parma, Ohio. Johnny must just be full of awful stories like this that he tells at parties. It's like very superficially self-deprecating, but it's really a humble brag. Yeah. About like what what an interesting life he leads. Yeah. Um, And I don't get why she finds this piece of shit so charming. Mm -hmm. But so she's laughing about this. (laughs) Oh, Johnny. Um, In the background, we see Toby bro. Coming around a corner towards them, and he o- sees them. OG Toblerone Kavanaugh. He's walking up, and Egg is like, oh, I have no memory. Zip. I mean, I'm told I ate a fish taco in my sleep. And he, like, makes goofy faces. Like, oh, you're so hilarious. Meanwhile, Spencer has done that thing where she has, like, the mildly guilty frozen face as Toby, <laughs> like, saunters over. And she's just like, hey. Hey. And he's like, hey, how's it going? Hey, and how is it going? And she's like, good. You remember Johnny? And Toby just looks at him and he's like, yeah, hey, older bro who's trying to fuck my girlfriend. Well, Johnny does this, like, goofball wave at him. He, like, it's like a tip of the cap wave. Like, what an asshole. What, he just kind of, like, wags his hand back and forth like he's a fucking child. Like, he's drop-dead Fred or something here. Uh-huh. I feel like the only reason Egg exists here is to make us, like, fonder of Toby. 
Like when Toby showed up here, I was glad to see him. I was like, oh, Toby, save me. Well, this was the first time, I think, where I really... So I remember the, the on the podcast, the moment where I really liked Toby, which was that flashback to Allison making fun of his models, and he was like super nerdy, young Toby. <laughs> and then you had like uh, 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 Durag Toby? Toby, which was just amazing. But it's like, this is the first time that I really bought like Alpha Bro Toby. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like he's picked up a t- the baton that was set down when he was like doing the lunge at the nerds at the Holy Roller. Yeah. Well, it helps that Johnny stays seated, yeah, which is kind of a dick move. Yeah. Spencer gets up to say, hey, like Johnny could get up and like shake hand or something. But Johnny's seated and says Toby's like looming over him. Yeah. And Spencer's like, uh, what are you doing here at Hollis? And he says, um, my dad just asked me to pick up some class schedules for Jenna. What are you doing here? And well, it's it's it's. It's it's very subtle. Sorry, to keep stuttering. Mm-hmm. It's simple what Keegan Allen does here, but it speaks volumes because it's something you've seen a hundred times. The unspoken part there is with this goofy piece of trash. I just love the way when he says when Toby says hey to Johnny, just kind of looks at him, and you can see is he's just thinking like, ugh, you know, this guy. Who is this monster? Yeah, and Spencer's like, uh, Johnny has an old friend who's an Oxford connection. He just it doesn't matter. And Johnny has the nerve, like, he frowns, rolls his eyes, and, like, shakes his head as she's, like, just spinning this little white lie. Like, way to be smooth, asshole, because he doesn't care. He wants to, like, sow strife between these two. Yeah, he does. He absolutely does. But he's, she's lying, right? Like, he's betraying oh, yeah. the lie. Yeah. <laughs> like, this guy would have a contact at Oxford? Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. I thought it was Ren. Yeah. But, like, he's betraying that lie. And also, next week's episode is called Bloody Hell. Well, and it's, um, he's, like, fucking with her on purpose. Like, he's, like, trying to, like, you know, get her caught in a lie. Yeah, when he's not casting intense side-eye over them. The nerve mm-hmm. that he can cast side-eye at them. Uh, but Toby's face says it in this scene alone. He's, he's basically silently saying, you know, subtitles to her. You know, even before I was a superstar rookie cop, I had a pretty good nose for bullshit, right, Spencer? You knew that, right? Yeah, and Spencer's like, but uh, how have you been? Is Tanner still working you 24-7? And he's like, pretty much. And that's all she's going to get, basically. He just stares at her, and she's like, well, if you're free tonight. And he's like, I'm not, but I'll call you later. Well, he's sticking it to her. That's wonderful. And Spencer's like, sure, okay. And they both turn back to Egg, and Egg's just kind of like smirking like a little bitch. And Toby's like, uh... It was nice to see you again. Not really. Yeah. Uh, so he's so insincere in the way he says it. Well, Johnny's like stewing in the fact that he's had to be reminded that Spencer has a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But the crazy sad thing is over the course of my life, my romantic career, I have been both Johnny and Toby in in these situations. (laughs) Haven't we all? Yeah. So then like, yeah, he says it's nice to see you again. And he says it like he's both exhausted and put out and has to be a dick. And Johnny says... He sa- oh, he says, Johnny says, same here. And then, I don't know, did you transcribe this Italian bullshit? Because I didn't. I attempted to. Mm, go he for says, it. That's what he says. And Toby, Toby's like, he's turned to leave, but then he stops. Like, all like, the fuck? And he's like, S- what was that? And uh, Johnny's like, it's an expression in Italian. And it's like, is he is he trying to, like, shame Toby's lack of culture or something? Is Was that his goal? Because uh, Toby just stares at him, and Egg is just like, and completely pretentious. Yeah, you could do a lot of different readings here. I would like to like push the fanfiction option that Toby knows Italian, and he <laughs> knows that this is like the ultimate like swarthy, greasy curse. Well, Toby just he's just like staring this fool down, you know, as he's like, oh, it's com- completely pretentious. Ha ha! I'm so self-deprecating. 
And he looks at Spencer just like, the fuck is with this guy? Who is yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, it's Knox Harrington, the video mm-hmm. artist. Yeah. That's basically who this asshole is. Uh, yeah, right like now. Friend of the cleft asshole. As he's <laughs> bars over there. As he's walking away, the only life, love, and beauty I really want to see is Toby taking this guy down. Um, so cut to Caleb's apartment. The other half of the actual bad guys. Caleb's on the floor putting together like some some furniture or something. It's like some Ikea furniture. And you know Hannah's a good girlfriend because they're not like arguing about this. Because that's what usually happens when you try to put furniture together. Well, you know, busting through stereotypes, Caleb will glance at the instructions now and then. Of course, mm. it's Ikea, I guess. You, you have to. I mean, Yeah. Um, so Hannah's like sitting in the bed telling telling Caleb what the nickel said, I'm with you. And so uh, he's like, why are you so sure that's for Allie? And she's just like, who else? Mike has been her jail cell more than once. And he's meeting up for sketchy friends. And he's leaving candy grams in the woods. And he just took a huge withdrawal from A's bank account last week. And it's like, so he's using Allison's money to buy her get, get buy gifts for Allison? Classy. Is $400 a huge withdrawal? Maybe I'm showing in my age in my, in my mortgage. Yeah, I guess in high school it is. Yeah, in high school, fuck yeah. I would have killed like a I cousin feel like for Hannah, Hannah probably spends more than $400 when she goes clothes shopping though, right? I, uh, mean, I think Hannah steals more yeah. than $400 worth when she goes clothes shopping. Difference. Um, yeah, so he like looks over and like sees this frustrated look on Hannah's face and he's like, do you want me to say something well, to Ari's Han- brother? Hannah's phone keeps beeping. Oh, that's she right. Keeps yeah, yeah. sounding it. Yeah. Do you want me to say something to Ari's brother? And Hannah's like, no, no. God, God no. Uh, well, which... Like, I no one considers like... Ezra? <laughs> no. Like Ezra Billy already Ari? had his shot, and Mike was just like, you get that shit off the internet? Fuck off, pedo. I like the idea that building furniture is the only proper venue for bros to have a heart-to-heart. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't but realize I... it, but we're putting together a coffee table as we do this podcast. We are indeed. I, I think we missed out on like a Caleb-Mike bro-down. Yeah. Like, Mike could be the one to tell the Caleb, you're just a tourist, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Hannah's phone beeps again. She silences it. And he's like, why aren't you answering? Is that Arya? Which I, I'm all about, like, he knows that Hannah avoids calls from Arya. So he's like, oh, is, is it is it Arya? Is that why you're not answering it? Yeah. And Hannah's like, no, I'll, I'll just call her later. He stands up and comes over. And he's like, her? What's going on? And it's like, nothing. And she, like, gets up and walks away to the fridge. And she's like, I don't even know if I'm going to go through with this. The coach is pricey. And if it's going to cost me money just to be in this thing, then... And Caleb's like, whoa, whoa, slow down. Speak English. And she sighs and she says, I enrolled in a beauty pageant. Miss Teen, countywide. Countywide. And Caleb has this kind of like funny, like break into a grin as he starts laughing at just the idea of Hannah in a beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's like, the winner gets a $20,000 prize. I could use that towards my tuition. And Caleb's like, stop. There has to be a better way to bankroll college than parading around in a bikini and being judged like a heifer at a 4-H fair. I would have maybe used a yeah. different analogy to refer to my girlfriend who has had body image issues in the past. Or even not. The heifer is like a, that's a no word when you're around the girl. Yeah, just in general. I mean, just, you might as well just, just drop that from her, your vocab. Call her a cow to her face. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a muling quim. I, I don't know, Caleb. Not not the best word choice. Just real quick, Hannah's outfit. This isn't exactly right. It looks like an approximation of like... The Who's Tommy album cover for a shirt with some like dark jeggings. Okay. It's it's an interesting outfit. I, I kept looking at it like trying She's, to understand it. She seems to be doing the Aria thing where she has like all of her wrist accessories on the one wrist. She looks this is like this could be an Aria outfit, but it seems a little more I don't know, smarter, a little sharper. 
little less wild. Yeah, a little less, uh, like, shabby chic, Arya. Yeah, so anyway, Hannah's like, Caleb, this is not about big hair and twirling a baton. I have to have this money so I can get out of this town. And Caleb's like, okay, let me help you. You know, we'll we'll call my mom in Santa Barbara. The guy she's married to, he's loaded. We'll ask him for a loan. And Hannah's just shaking her head. I mean, how loaded are we talking about here? That you could just get a loan from someone. Well, yeah, like, you're... Like, who has 40 grand just lying around that they can loan out? Well, I mean, I think big picture, too, it's like 40-something, 50-something for, like, a single year of Hannah's school. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to think about beyond just your freshman year. Also, like, if, if he's so loaded, like, why are you living in Toby's parents' cabin? And then, in, like, what might have been Ezra's apartment once upon a time. Rent a house, Caleb. A house is a lot of work. A, a, a small apartment like this is probably better for Caleb. Mm. Uh, anyway Hannah says yeah after my dad basically slammed the door in my face no way I'm not asking for any any more help from anyone and Caleb's like fine but have you really thought this through that pageant world is squeaky clean last week you were modeling in a hazmat suit pushing around a barrel with a liquefied friend in it nice one and Hannah's like I already talked myself into this I don't need any other reason to back out I'm going to do this I have to which I think she makes a point, which is like, why does this scene exist exist exactly other than to just like give Caleb a scene? Well, Hannah does Hannah doesn't need talking in or out of anything. Like she's already committed. Well, I mean, I know I've joked about before. Like there needs to be a book of like motivational Hannahisms, mm-hmm. and this would definitely go in there. No, I, I kind of wonder if Troy and Belisario like took Tyler Blackburn aside at one point and was like, "Look, you know, you may not always get like the pay raise on this show." But you can go in the writer's office and demand, like, the crazy lines. <laughs> Trust me. It's not money, but it, it helps. It's nice. Um, so outside Hollis, like, Spencer and Johnny are walking. And Johnny is like, if that was in any way awkward, you could have just introduced me as the guy who lives in the barn. Um, which I feel like he's he's reaching there. He wants to hear something. And she's like, I wasn't introducing you. Toby knows you. And he's like, well, yeah, I think you'd rather know me as the guy who lives in the barn. Like, he, he really just, wants to assume he has that power. He's trying to drive a wedge. He's not letting up. And Spencer's yeah. like, okay, well, this has nothing to do with you, Johnny. Fucking exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he she keeps talking, but he stops and, like, stares off at something. And she's, like, just walking, talking, doesn't notice he's not keeping up. Spencer says, I mean, a lot of stuff's been going on, and Toby's just removed himself not just for me but from everybody and she looks back and she sees that like johnny is you know not there and she's like johnny what's going on what's wrong and she walks over to him and he's staring up at like this kind of like house like it's like a business building but in like an old house Mm -hmm. Um, but first like from the building shape in fact they're on and or near hollis mm -hmm. i assumed it was like a frat house but it's not um, yeah, he's starting to like mystified. She comes alongside him, sees it too. Hanging in the window of this old style house is a painting, a portion of the the rabbits that they painted last week. And Spencer's just like, "Isn't that our vandalism?" And Johnny just stares at her. Like, are we supposed to care about this? Like, I can't find any moral outrage here. It it only gets worse yeah. there. It, it's this is uh as far as Spencer's motivation, it's a little bit of a head scratcher. More I feel bit. like they like just needed to like sideline Spencer from some other shit in this episode, so they gave her this. I would have rather the uh, the bear trap in mm-hmm. the woods, you know. Um, that's what I feel like Johnny is. He's a bear trap in the woods. Uh, 
So Ari's living room. Andrew's on the couch there again, tutoring her. She comes over and sits by him. She picks up her book, and he's like, "Why do they call it the trial of the century?" And she's just like, "Um, because Clarence Darrow." And he's like, "No, there was no Clarence Darrow. That was Scopes, different decade." And she's just like, "Oh, um." Arya's outfit? Yeah, it's funny that my notes also say Arya's outfit demands attention right at this moment. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, some sort of like black and white top with little like pandas on it. It's, it, no, it's a, this is, it's an optical illusion. It's like an art relief. It's, mm. it's a bunch of like weird cats agonizing. Are those like, cats? Molding, yeah, molding into each other. And then there's like a fuzzy headed panda brooch off center oh, okay yeah it's just it's, a brooch it's well like the rest is cats and there's like this it's not even like centered though it's well and, and then she has like this big thick belt on and like a blue skirt that's almost like a pleated blue skirt almost like a cheerleading skirt like fairly short yeah uh and it's all high-waisted and then to, to kind of cap off the look she's got like this one big pencil in her ear you know uh you know hanging from her ear kind of pinning back like her hair on one side it's the pencil really makes the look i mean every once in a while aria and it's been a while since we had like a really really crazy head scratching aria outfit every once in a while she dresses like a like you've taken too much lsd and the art on the walls is attack like guernica is attacking <laughs> you meets like teenage marla singer yeah um, i mean this is not a terrible look for her it's it's an aria look <laughs> it is indeed so just then mike strolls in he's got his two cups of coffee he's like strolling through the living room like towards stairs not talking to anyone aria watches him go she seems totally distracted by it so andrew tries to go back to tutoring with the trial of the century the stanford white case how oh, this is the first time a psychiatric defense was ever successful but aria's like in a what, what class is this for yeah i don't know like it, i think it's history she's gotten like american history book but like do they really cover that in american history like that seems like some pretty obscure like knowledge you'd need to know for a history class well she's although yeah. i do wonder is this is this some sort of subtle clue or reference you know psychiatric well, this, defense this is the uh this is the first case that ever coined the term temporary insanity mm -hmm. so i feel like it's fitting at least but yeah um yeah well, so it's like spanish math and some kind of history and or american crime like drunk history class that she's needs tutoring in. But so she's like, oh, because he was jealous of, of his relationship with Evelyn Biscuit. And she's like, Nesbit. <laughs> and she's like, Nesbit. Yeah, that's what I said. Evelyn Biscuit. There's a Crabtree and Evelyn Biscuits is like a little tea cookie brand. Hmm. Which, of course, Ari would know. Of course. Um, so she sighs and she starts like hunting around on the table looking for something. And Andrew's like, um, and he, he just reaches out and pulls that pencil from behind her ear. And she's like, oh, thanks. Is that what she was looking for? Yeah, and uh, he suggests they take a break since he can tell that her head is not in the game right now. He knows that she's worried about her brother, and she's like, "I'm worried about a lot, actually." Mm -hmm. You know what? There is something you can help me with. My brother goes down to this gym in East Elm. Could you follow him there? Go in and see if he's meeting someone there. I, I'd go myself, but if he saw me, and, and Andrew smiles and says, "Sure, he's on it." Well, the way Arya transitions there is so smooth. Like she pivots oh, nicely. I just had this idea of turning you into an asset. I'll bet you'd love to do that for me, wouldn't you? Oh, Andrew lives. Just go spy on my brother. He lives to be used by the pretty mm -hmm. So just then, Magic Mike comes storming back into the room. Like, were you in my room? Well, he's all flexed. Yeah. 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 And Arya's like, "What?" And he's like, "Were you in my room? Why the hell were you in my room?" She stands up. She's like, Mike, calm down. I was just doing laundry. 
And he's like, I don't keep underwear on my desk, Arya. And Arya's like, you don't? <laughs> That's a relief. Yeah. Andrew gets up and he's like, I'm I'm going to go outside and make a call, which is well, probably just an excuse. But like, if not, who are you calling? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like it, I feel bad because like, now Arya has to bounce like her youthful jerk of a brother and Andrew who's watching this. But yeah, he runs Well, it's outside. interesting that Andrew doesn't make the move of being like, hey, man, you need to calm down. You know, like he he doesn't go alpha here. He's just like, oh, I'm going to go outside and let you guys argue. Um, that's how he keeps the dimples intact. Mm-hmm. Once again, showing push. off his biceps in this scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, he's like, Mike, Magic Mike is just like, you have no right to go through my things. And she's like, what are you worried about me finding, Mike? And he's like, none of your damn business. And I swear, you touch any of my things again, you will live to regret it. And he angrily like slaps <laughs> over like a wooden TV tray with everything on it flying to the ground. Mike smash! Which... I get it. I mean, it's it's a we hit the point that Mike is reckless. He's out of control. He's a little angry. He's not thinking straight. But like, I want him to like throw something bigger. <laughs> I mean, he's been working out hard, right? Yeah, but I mean, you, you don't want to break anything. Punch a hole through a wall or something. It's like karate chop like Byron's desk in the half. In the Do you think Arya killed like a baby panda to make that breach? Like a like a panda fetus, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. She's so nuts. Sometimes when we talk now, do you just think about the bingo card? I don't actually know. Okay, you got to keep it keep it natural. Yeah, keep it flowing. So just then, Andrew comes back inside. He actually has his phone in hand. Um, <laughs> as Mike's storming off, and Arya kind of stares back. Is he at like him. calling his bros, <laughs> dude. Guess what? This chick is crazy, which is going to make her brothers this, even crazier. <laughs> this seduction even weirder. Uh, I feel like her face not only conveys the surprise and worry that she feels of Mike, but also like a kind of embarrassment at having been witnessed by like an interloper like Nerdy Andrew. Well, Nari is definitely working all of her like suspicious Aria faces in this scene, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just like the frowns and the eye narrowing. I love it when she does that. Yeah. Uh, after the commercial, we're like in a fancy gallery somewhere on the Hollis campus, I believe, or near. We're still adjacent to Hollis in some well, way. Right inside where they were just looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, they were at Hollis before. I don't know. But anyway, so Spencer and Johnny are standing in front of like two large canvases, like cut up from like Johnny's mural. And they're just incredulous. We see like the, the reverse shot. The gallery manager comes up behind There's them. There's like some smooth jazz playing in the background. We see like an even smaller part of the canvas on the wall behind him. The actor who plays the gallery owner, Patrick Bristow, also previously played the wig master on an episode of Seinfeld and <laughs> has like a thousand other credits on IMDb. Uh, he's just like compelling, aren't they? And Johnny's like, not this, really. This is a joke. This is my work. Can gallery you really like, be mad if somebody steals your vandalism? You I'm have, not sure if you can be. You have. Or, spoiler. You have zero rights. <laughs> Like, they're lucky at this point that the gallery owner does not call the cops. I, I can't tell if the show wants us to be as, like, outraged for Johnny here or not, but I'm definitely not. I'm like, sorry, bro. You vandalized. And so, you know, uh, the yeah. gallery guy is just like, your work? Really? Spencer's like, yeah, mine too. Well, I helped. I, this was all one piece. And gallery's like, not when I received them. And Egg's like, receive them? From who? You can't just stick them in fancy frames and sell them without my permission yes you can. says who egg yeah spencer's like i'm sorry who bought these here and the gallery guy says somebody from hollis saved them from being hauled off in a garbage truck so technically they're mine until someone buys them 
Uh, it's like law of the land, egg. Like, I guess maybe you should paint on your own canvases if you uh, don't want somebody else to sell them. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think you have any legal right here at all. Well, so, yeah, somebody at Hollis was obviously smart about making a quick buck. Spencer and Johnny just look mystified about the ways of the world. Uh, the most unrealistic thing about this scene is that anyone would buy this stupid artwork. What Johnny should be doing is just championing to get his name on the work. Yeah, yeah, really. But, you know, not getting into where the episode goes just yet. But here is a thought that, you know, just a, another another take. Why doesn't Spencer just buy all of them right there? Spencer's amused by Johnny, but not like that amused. But I'm just saying, like, Spencer probably, free. in Spencer's bank account currently, just her bank account, is probably more money than Johnny will ever dream of in his life. True. Um, but you don't get rich by uh, buying stupid paintings for your hippie artist friends. I'm just saying, rather than where they do go with this, just buy them. Uh so Hannah's house, we get like a nice. That's like the Peter Hastings solution. You'd yeah. buy them and then burn them. Well, Spencer is Peter's. Where do you think you are now, hippie? Fuck off. <laughs> he throws a slice of his scotch on the fire, mm-hmm. and it gets even bigger. Uh, so we got the Hannah's house, we got like a nice stabbing shot, and then we're inside her kitchen. Her coach is there. Um, the coach is like, okay, we have a lot of like lists of que- we have lists of questions from last year's pageant. Let's try a few. Hannah stands there at ready. Dressed like she belongs like an Italian modernist jazz club. This is such a bizarre outfit. It's like half studious, half kind of like revealing at the same time. Half cabaret? Yeah. It's like it has like the white collar and her, her hair is all like very like nicely like parted to one side. It's very she's very studious. Uh, she's straightened her hair, she's folding her hands. I'm trying saying, to be once, a good girl. But she's got once, the raccoon eye makeup on. Yeah, once Emma Stone uh, gives up that role on Broadway, can I suggest Ashley Benson? Oh, we already goes. know she can dance. Um, <laughs> so the coach is like, how would you reverse the extinction of today's endangered species? And Hannah's just like... Blanks there. <laughs> what is your opinion of our country's current foreign policy? Uh, I honestly, <laughs> I wanted Hannah to be like, look, I don't even know what year it's supposed to be in this town. Yeah, she just forces a smile. And the coach is like, Hannah, she takes her glasses off to get serious. These pageants aren't just about being pretty anymore. Pretty isn't the point. Seeing uh, judges don't give out crowns to living lollipops. What does that mean? I don't know. Hannah's a living lollipop. Uh, she says, you need to have an opinion about the world we live in. And this is just reminding me of how stupid pageants are. Yeah. Like, why Why does Hannah need to talk about, like, her opinion on our country's foreign policy? What, what, what are you even going to say? Like, I, I agree with it or I don't, you know? Well, it's like it's like having the <clears throat> living lollipops answer those questions somehow makes you feel momentarily better about the objectification mm-hmm. that's wantonly on display there. Uh, so, yeah, you need to have a the world we live in. And Hannah's just like, I do. I only want cheese that melts and I wear three inches or nothing. Yeah, and the coach says, good. Let's talk about the talent portion. Have you given any thought to that? And Hannah's kind of searching for a response. And the coach is just getting annoyed now. She's like, what do you do well? Uh, it's like, uh, I don't know, being a good girlfriend, disposing of forensic evidence, graphology. Hannah's uh, got a Hannah. Hannah says lots of things. And the coach says, as in, Hannah, look, if, if you really want this, you've got to feel it on a cellular level. There are girls that have been training for this since they could flush the toilet themselves. Hmm. And Hannah's like, I dance. The coach is like, that's your talent? Hannah nods confident. She says, yeah, I dance. Oh, shit. Hannah dance party's coming. 
Oh, it's, it's, can you feel it? Um, mm-hmm. uh, so the brew, <laughs> Emily's like stacking some cups on a high shelf, some cans of espresso, and she gets a text from Hannah that's, cancel your life this weekend. You're dancing with me. We'll explain later. Oh shit, Butterbeans are dance is coming. I feel like this is the kind of text you just have to be ready for at any moment when you're like living the liar life with Hannah Marin. <laughs> it's like, like you never like, know when you're going to get it, but it's like drop everything. Dance well, time. It's like, they could have easily cut to like Emily just going and picking up like the previously unseen duffel bag under the counter, <laughs> turning to like burn the, bag. the nerdy guy of glasses, the other barista, and being like, I'm out. <laughs> I got to um, go. Cover for me. I got the call I've been waiting for. Um, so then some like squirrely bro comes up to the counter and squirrely bro's like, excuse me, I'm looking for Talia. Is she in the oh, kitchen? This guy. And Emily says, no, that he just missed her. Talia had to leave early for a catering gig in Philly. And the dude says, oh, of course, I forgot. I'm just going to go call the landlord. Emily asks. You know, I immediately hated this guy and I wasn't sure why. And then he, he let me know why eventually at the end of this scene. Well, I mean, I could guess who he was instantly, but he's oh, yeah. fishy as fuck. Um, and so, he also, um, yeah, I don't Maybe it's just me. He vaguely kind of looks like Talia, too. Like, has a little bit of that, like, weird, like, like couple familiarity, like, similarity between the two of them. Oh, shit. Are you saying brother and sister, like, sexual grifter duo? Yes. Now I am. Like, uh, they're going to wheel Emily into some kind of Fleetwood Mass, Fleetwood Mac scenario without the music? Mm-hmm. Um, He's definitely the Lindsay. Without a doubt. Uh... So, yeah, Emily asks if you can tell Talia who stopped by, and the squirrely bro's like, oh, right, of course. I'm Eric, Talia's husband, and they shake hands. And Emily makes this, like, crazy-eyed recognition face. Like, and he's like, you must be Emily, of course. And Emily, like, she just kind of looks away, like, she's kind of skis, feeling awkward. And he's like, right, um, Talia talks about you all the time. And Emily's like, she does? And he says, yeah, you must be something special if you can get her to take a bike ride. I can't get her to stop working long enough to walk to the mailbox. That sounds... I don't like how that line, where the line's going. But yeah. like, she's like messing with coffee filters as if she's just like doing anything to like hide her face and her and, nervous and hands. avoid eye contact because this guy's kind of a creep. Yeah, he's uh, very creepy. And Emily says, yeah, well, it was just an easy ride. Single lane. We hardly uh, got off the bikes. And Eric, this guy, Eric, he says, Emily, I know what's going on with you and Talia. You don't have to feel weird. It's like, oh, and yet here you are making it weird, bro. Yeah. Uh, and Emily's like, sorry, I, I do. I didn't know about you until... And he's like, it's okay, I understand. And Emily's like, really? Because I'm still... And Eric says, look, Tally and I have been together a long time. And if she needs to experiment, you know, have a one-time thing, I can mm-hmm. live with that because I love her. And I expect to be doing that way longer than anyone else. I mean, is he? did he just show up to mess up her fucking head? No, this guy's a fucking scumbag. Like, what a shitty thing to say. Like, why not just piss on her? You know, well, that's that's my point. Is I feel like I feel like the whole the whole coming in to see Talia is an excuse. He knows that she's in a yeah. kid in Philly. He's just messing with he's, the teenage he's girl. He's trying to give Emily the lay of the land. Yeah, yeah. And, and be like, also- oh yeah, this cute little experiment thing. Don't worry, I know it won't last. I'll be here. I'll yeah. always be here. Well, I'm just saying, if the other woman is Emily Fields, then you're the experiment you know, mm-hmm. husband of five yeah, really. plus years. Uh, also, he's way too smiley. Like, he follows her around. He's way too smiley. She's kind of nods. And well, it's like, does he realize he's being a scumbag? I don't think he does. No, I think that this is his move. He's basically... This guy's really gross. He's, he's to me, he reminds me a lot of Johnny, but in a way that he fits in society better. 
Hmm. It's easy for us to like point and stare and throw trash at Johnny because I mean, look at that dirtbag. This guy, I feel like you you don't realize it. it's like a lot of that scumbagness is just a little bit under the surface. Uh, so we got to the woods somewhere where Mike is shoving a Capri Sun into the orifice of an ent. Well, it's like it's this old, like knobby, knobby tree. Uh, there's like a sawed-off branch that has like a little hollow in it, mm-hmm. uh, and Mike tucks like a little foil bag inside. I uh, expected him to like lean closer and like whisper a secret into that hole yeah. to be heard by the fairies. Mike's looking around nervous, and then he jumps down off the tree and he takes off. And the camera pans over to see, show us that uh, Andrew has witnessed this. He's hiding behind another tree. Well, bros, peeping bros here. Mike looks around like he's being watched, which I feel like is a Montgomery family trait. Mm-hmm. Andrew is hardly what I would call invisible. Well, he may have like leaned out after Mike went by. We don't know for sure. It, that is actually a cool shot. Like, there's all this like foliage and like mottled light coming through it, uh, and, like subtle lens flare. It's it's a pretty neat little shot. Melanie Mayron worked in here. Yeah, it's a it's a nice shot. It's an interesting like location. I mean, they straight up look like they're somewhere that I could see being well, in Narnia. You know they're trying really hard to make like the woods location that they have that they use for everything not all look like the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So I they mean, shot I... it in a neat time of day with the the sunlight, you know, coming in through the trees. Well, I think this crazy tree really adds a lot. Um, mm-hmm. After the commercial, we're we're back in the Marin kitchen. Uh, I think it's the next day. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so Ashley lets Emily in at the back door. Hannah's still in the shower, so Ashley offers Emily some breakfast. And Emily says, thanks, no thanks, can't dance on a full stomach. Did you see, uh, see uh, Emily's shirt there, what it says? Reality is wrong, dreams are for real. Which, I think that's a subtle reference to my theory. Well, this is a quote that the internet loves to attribute to Tupac Shakur. I don't know if it's, <laughs> if it's actually something Tupac ever said. I don't think it's in any of his lyrics. But we all know it's Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, but then again, a new uh, new Tupac album is coming out every three years. Um, it's really easy to forget that Emily used to live here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Pam- she's she's down with the Mrs. M. They can girl talk. Yeah. So we find out that you know they have some girl talk. Emily's been taking dance lessons since she was three. Stopping, she's in seventh grade. Pam was hoping for a ballerina and said she got a jock. Ashley is worried about Hannah getting this thing and asks Emily, uh, you know, does Hannah know she's in for? I'm having disturbing flashbacks of that campaign for Homecoming Queen, which I want to hear more about that. Well, now. like the one that that Hannah won. Yeah, I don't. Or, or, I wonder, or a different one. Four? Yeah, I don't know. And Emily's like, that was different. This pageant isn't about proving something to herself. It's only about winning tuition money. And Ashley nods, and Emily's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean, and Ashley's like, it's okay, it is what it is, which is like the Ashley Marin motto. Yeah. It is what it is, Marin. <laughs> now I'm going to go fuck a cop and kill an architect and rob an old lady. And just down a, a box of wine. Um, yeah, she needs to be put in this position. So now it's time for Emily to get some real advice. She's like, mm-hmm. Mrs. Marin, can I ask you something? And Ashley's like, sure. And Emily's like, do you think it's okay to date a person that if some part of you knows it's not going to last forever? And Ashley just stares at her. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, if it's amazing in the moment, but ultimately you think it's probably doomed. And I love that. Ashley's like, are you asking about me or asking me about you? <laughs> I love that because it's like Ashley's totally got uh, Mr. Right now on the brain. Because yeah. um, Ashley knows what Ted is. Uh, it's hilarious that she would... That her brain that would go there and that she'd even mention it to at, to Emily here. Yeah, yeah. And Emily's like, uh, neither. Uh, I'm just curious. And Ashley says, Emily, people get hurt and disappointed in relationships every day. But no one should jump into one with, with that intention. 
which is pretty good advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Emily kind of nods glumly and she like takes a big bite out of like a little silver dollar pancake that's sitting there. And now her t-shirt should say, fuck my life. And now I want pancakes. Which is funny because like, she's also describing her relations that she had with Paige too, you know? It, no, it, that was different though because she didn't. Oh, it was a it was a different kind of thing. But I mean, they, she didn't go into the relationship with Paige thinking this is doomed. True, true. true. But that's where she's that. at with Talia. I mean, it's still like the start of this relationship, and like she knows that like this is a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go to Main Street Rosewood. Uh, Ari and Andrew are walking out of Lucky Leon's Cupcakes, which is right next to the Diva Dish. So I guess the the De Laurentiis office is right on the Nearby, other side of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Arya's got like a bag. So she's ordered something. And so she's like, cupcakes, probably. Yeah. So wait, then he put it inside the tree. What was it? <laughs> that, that sounds really dirty for some reason. They say yeah. it like that. Andrew says, he doesn't so wait, know. then he put it inside the tree. <laughs> Andrew's like, I know. It's like freaky. I think it I, might be illegal. I think he was trying to jump over the tree, but he couldn't make it. I only watched him for like a half an hour or so. Um, Andrew says he doesn't know. He started to climb up, but then he heard something and like thought he was coming back. So he took off. So they sit. Uh, Arya's wearing a <laughs> Tim Burton-y floral dress with a giant black star on the straps on the back. The star is what really makes it amazing. Like, I don't know where the hell Mandy line. Like, how do, how do you do that? How do you find this stuff? Oh, you this find a gigantic the, black star like on the middle of Arya's back. You find this dress in Carcosa, mm-hmm. I think. She's wearing like with that black tights and basically like Nazi jackboots. Mm-hmm. Um, so Andrew offers to go back. Arya says no. Do you think Andrew was like, hey, Arya, I got some information. You want to maybe go get a cupcake and talk about it? Like, I, I feel like this guy is going to be slowly like. Like ha- having them go on dates without realizing that they're, you know, without Arya realizing that they're dates. Like, hey, do you want to get dinner and oh, talk yeah, about yeah. your stuff, your tutoring? I think Arya is basically Carrie Matheson here, like getting info from one of her assets. And Andrew's like on date number five. <laughs> um, he says, this is a good move. He says, your instincts were right. He's definitely up to something. It's in the woods behind Mona's house. I know which tree it is. I could show you. And then we could make out. Mm-hmm. Um, Ar- Arya's like, if you could just describe it. I've got it from here. I want to hear Arya say, take I've it got easy, it from Andrew. here. Andrew. you got to earn your entree into my asset pool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, you shouldn't go alone. Seriously. I don't think you should be alone in that house of him either. Arya says that she won't. That Byron will be back later. I'm fine. Really? And he's like, are you sure? Because you know, I'm here if you need me. And Arya's like, she kind of half smiles. Like, maybe she's thinking. <laughs> are the I gears turning huge, now? <laughs> I made a huge mistake. Yeah. I'm here for you if you need me, you know, for anything at all. Yeah. Anything. And Arya's like, oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. Um, good Spencer's kitchen. She's like sitting at the island doing some homework. Um, I can't honestly tell if it's like a school day or not. It gets confusing later. I think it's the weekend right now. Well, because we'll get- uh, Emily had to cancel her weekend plans. That's right. Remember? But it gets confusing in a moment. Um, so. She's doing her homework. Fucking Egg does this like annoying, like rapid fire knock on her window door, startling her. <laughs> she lets him in. He's wearing a Ramon shirt because, of course, he is. And he's like, Hi. he's so fucking punk rock. And he's like, Hi, where's your toolbox? And she's like, Why did something break? And he's like, I just need your toolbox. He lets himself in. Well, he like, just walks right in, goes straight to the drawers in the kitchen. Like the presumption of this asshole. Yeah, rummaging through those. I want him to find the uh, the Eddie Lamb Toby <laughs> 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 name badge. <laughs> 
Yeah, Spencer says, really, there's nothing in there that's going to help you pick the lock on a gallery door. And he's like, no, but I can take it off its hinges. Mm. Spencer says, look, before you plan on stealing back your own work, why don't you let me talk to my mom? You must have legal recourse. Nope. And Egg says, is she into representing vandals? Besides, judges don't like me. What the fuck ever? How many judges have you even talked to, Egg? You and your Ramon t-shirt. Uh, and Spencer says, what do you mean? He says, I mean, I've been screwed over by enough authority figures in my life to know not to start trusting them now. These are the warning signs. And yet, sadly, it's like he, to her, he's speaking Spencer's language. Screwed over by authority p- figures. Yeah, white preppy artist here. Disenfranchised as fuck. And Spencer's like, well, amen to that. And Egg says, don't get that look in your eye. You're not driving me to my getaway. You're not, you're not driving my getaway car. First of all, the fuck she isn't. Secondly, you, sir, you pond scum, would be lucky to have Spencer goddamn Hastings driving your getaway well, car. Well, you know what he just did? He just made a subtle suggestion that she should be oh, helping yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, he nagged her. Um, she's really offended by that. He's like, if you're aiming for Oxford, then you need to like be buttoned down, not Badlands. And she's like, okay, look. I know that I said that I need to be on the straight and narrow, but this is different. I mean, you're being exploited. If he, he even, if, he, if he even sells one of those, and Johnny's like, he already has. I checked online. And she's like, what? Which one? And he's like, corner rabbit. She's like, I painted that. He's like, where's your toolbox? Nice goading. Like, it, it kind of feels like he planned this all very specifically to make sure that Spencer does some more crime with him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he has all the details. Like, oh, yeah, it was the one you painted, too. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, go to Rosewood High. We see Caleb walking in from the quad. He's got a, like a couple of, like sandwiches. But see, there's some people out there. That's why I was confused. Yeah, they're just... you're right. It's probably a Saturday. Well, but... they're like stretching, so they're probably like doing athletics or, or are also there to like practice for this uh, thing. Yeah, he walks in with these two like wrapped Philly cheesesteaks. Uh, he passes a sign-up sheet on the wall, which of course he stops and looks at. He sees something interesting in that clipboard sign-up sheet. We then cut to the <laughs> rehearsal dance room uh, where Bang Bang by Jesse J, Ariana Grande, and Nicki Minaj is playing. And Emily and Hannah are dancing. Hip-hop dance time. It is glorious. Oh, uh, uh, Hannah's shirt, just one real quick, says Garcon on it. it yeah, and it, it kind of has these like sporty stripes. It's a little bit midriff bearing. And she has like, it's kind of like these like weird uh, gray and black like patterned leggings and a sweatshirt tied around her waist. Emily... Uh, she's got her look that, that tank top with the, uh, you know, reality is wrong. Uh, which with like the huge side hole. So you can see her, like her, like not even a sports bra underneath. Cause Emily's all about showing you her bra now. Mm-hmm. And she's got, uh, like short, short, like Daisy Dukes and like kind of knee high, like socks with stripes on them. And then like a flannel shirt tied around her waist. Mm-hmm. It is a look for sure. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're doing this hip hop dance. It's amazing to watch. Um, I would and, say at this point, it looks like Hannah is keeping up. She's keeping up, but she can tell Emily's better at this. And it's it's kind of funny to watch because they, you know, a lot of times they hide Shay Mitchell in like your your flannels and your kind of like slouchy jerseys and and you know her posture and whatnot to tr- to make her look younger. But, like, they can't hide this here. Like, she, like, is clearly, like, this, like, statuesque supermodel. Uh, and Ashley Benson's so much shorter next to her, like, with them standing right next to each other. Well, yeah, Shay Mitchell is 
photographed in a way that looks like dancing was made just for her. The camera loves her. Mm-hmm. I half expected them to like do the full house thing where like they just cut into like the Shay Mitchell music video halfway through. <laughs> um so Caleb comes in, they stop the music, Hannah like sees him and she's like, Well that's where you applaud and he's like, I'm holding two cheesesteaks. I don't have enough hands. Also I'm trying to hide my boner. Yeah. He hands the sandwiches and another bag over to Emily, which I just want to joke the fact that both those sandwiches for Emily. Um, Hannah's just like, well, seriously, what did you think? And he was like, uh, it, it was good. And she's like, good? Good is not good enough. So Emily tells her to relax. She's being a real Aria about this after all. And that they still have time to make it great. And Hannah's like, yeah, two hours. My coach is coming back to check up on my progress. Um, Emily points out, that this is Hannah's coach. She's probably coming by to support her. And Hannah's like, have you met Nan Zabriskie? She makes you like, feel like the girl in Fat Camp who got caught eating her toothpaste. <laughs> I love the way Emily and Caleb both look at each other like, uh, what? Yeah. And Hannah's like, what? It was minty. And Emily's like, um, did you forget the mustard? She says this to Caleb. Is that yeah. a sex joke? Well, no, he, and... he, he did bring the sandwiches. Yeah. Like what? What a weird line to put in there because he's like, no, it's on there. What's well, just flashback to to Caleb turning to Emily in that one scene in the room, being like, "Feed me." Yeah, he put some mustard in her cheesesteak, uh, and so Caleb he looks a little tuned out, a little worried. And Hannah says, "Caleb, what's going on?" And he says, "Uh, somebody else signed up to be in this pageant," and he pulls out like that sign up sheet that he took from the clipboard, and Emily's like, "What do you mean, who?" And Hannah reads the sign-up list, and she gasps, and she's like, no freaking way. And Emily's like, what? Who is it? And Caleb says, Kate Randall has this room reserved tomorrow at 7 p.m. Oh, shit. And Emily's like, Kate Randall? As in your stepsister, Kate Randall? No, this has to be someone else. And Hannah's like, really? It goes to the same high school as her? You know, it wasn't enough that she stole my father and my college money. Now she wants to go after my crown, too. And she just, like, throws the paper down, hands Emily her sandwich, and, like, stalks off. And Emily's like, Hannah, wait, where are you going? And Caleb's like, you cannot just go and punch her out. It's like, careful, Caleb. Like, Hannah's got her blood up right now. Hannah knows what Hannah can do. Mm-hmm. And Hannah says, I'm going to the bathroom to pee. And when I get back, we are going to rehearse until it's perfect. I am not going to let her take this away from me. That Hannah, is out. That is basically the St. Christmas Day speech right there. Hannah is like like the Khaleesi right now. She is on fire. Yeah, yeah. Her dragons are about to get dancing. Uh so we, we noticed this last time. It's just funny. Allison Neven is also on that sign-up sheet. She's a PA in the show. Caitlin Brown, who's a script coordinator for the show, is on there. As is Paula Hunsaker, another script supervisor on the show. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to know that uh, you know the supporting staff of PLO is really, really good dancers. Um, so after the commercial, it's night. We're uh, outside the gallery at Hollis. Johnny's old VW van parks outside. It's like the ugliest, like, like sh- baby shit brown VW van that rolls up. Well, it's like maybe that's what he's thinking. Maybe his shit flew back in the Dharma Initiative. But now mm-hmm. it doesn't cut it. Um, He runs out past some, like, giggling college girls walking down the street. Well, he's so, like, squirrely. Like, not subtle at all. He's, like, moving around like a caricature of a criminal, you know? Well, like, he, he might as well be, like, waving his hands around to the sides and going, like, whoop, 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 whoop. He makes Arya look like a stealth hero, even during that time that a hobo jumped out at her and she fell off a porch. <laughs> um, Spencer is, like, watching from the driver's seat in the van as Johnny attempts to pick that lock. Spencer's and- in full cat burglar gear, like, black clothes, like, black, uh, like, uh, beanie on. 
her sleek burglar beanie. Yeah, mm-hmm. she can't she can't take anymore because she hates sloppy beanie work. Um, so she comes up alongside Johnny as he's like struggling there, and she's just like, "Can I help?" And he's like, "You know, I think this deadbolt may require more than I brought." And she's just like, "Yeah, I, I got it." Get so the she, fuck out of the way. Watch the master. Egg. I wanted her to like just elbow him into the trees <laughs> or something. So she just like immediately like you know pushes him aside, picks the lock. And Egg is like, how many times have you been in the barn when I'm not there? And she just, like, rolls her eyes at the sandwicher and points him inside. Just imagine what the barn smells like of Johnny mm. as a tenant. Yeah. Um. So he goes inside. Oil paints and semen. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to get to know his art on a seminal level. Um. Outside Mona's house, Arya parks her car out, you know, outside there. She opens the gate. She's walking up the path of the door. All the downstairs lights are on, you know, through blinds. The upstairs is dark. There's a great shot as we kind of like temporarily focus on the darkened windows of what is probably Mona's room. I love the, the heavy, like unearthly mystique of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the, the way the room. camera, the camera is moving very subtly. It's, it's in that wonderful PLL, like lingering style. Mm-hmm. This is just kind of drifting around. Um, so Aria, you know, I guess we're, she's looking up, like, you know, bedroom lights are off, so probably people are asleep up there. So she, well, no, I think the idea is that's where Mona was. Probably, yeah, but also I think she's just kind of making sure the coast is clear. Like, all the upstairs lights are off. Yeah. Um, so Aria pulls out a flashlight right in the front yard and starts walking around the side of the house, like, super conspicuous. Uh, and then we get still, some. Still looks better at this than Johnny. Yeah, we get some POV shots, like, through some foliage, like, someone's watching her. Well, I love the shot of her, like, walking alongside the picket fence. It's almost like this, like, blue velvet-esque suburban terror. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in the gallery, Johnny's, like, struggling to get one of his paintings free. Uh, he hears the floorboards creak this behind him. This guy is just fucking useless. Yeah, he looks around, he sees nothing, then he goes back at it, still futile. Great overhead shot, though, as Spencer just, like, hovers alongside him silently. <laughs> yeah. She's like drifts in like one of the gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, it's like Stealth Spencer. Where was she? Yeah. Like he looked around, didn't see anything. She uh, just I glides her, right in. Just like like lean down upside down from the ceiling above him or something. <laughs> like a cat. Yeah. Like the first Mission Impossible movie. And she's like, um, you're new at this, aren't you? And she just pulls out a, like a Leatherman from her coat. Like you fucking amateur. Get yeah, to work. Yeah, she's basically pink pan for like just step aside so back in the rehearsal room caleb is like pacing in the background hannah and emily work on their moves but a benzo there's some like charlie's angels like (laughs) gun pointing here i know this dance is insane uh as caleb watches his phone rings he steps outside the take in the hallway he answers it it's ashley and she's like hi how's she doing and he's like uh she's good and he's like she's like i'm not convinced is she having a hard time keeping up with emily and he's like no no she's keeping up it's who she's competing with against. That's the problem. And now she has like this very serious like face on. Yeah. And so the, the dance music keeps playing. So we go back to outside the gallery. Spencer's like sliding uh, one of many paintings into the back of the van here. Mm-hmm. Uh, she looks back at the gallery and we see Johnny's like, we can see him through the window. He's struggling to get that last painting down like from the window. And so of course he like rips it off the last wire that's hanging from an alarm goes off. Mm-hmm. So Spencer closes the back of the van, rushes over to the driver's seat and, she has to wait for this dope to like run out and put the painting in. Like he's so like not slick about everything he does. So he finally gets in. He's like, "That's it." And Spencer's like, "Last one." He's like, "Come on, come on!" So she just floors it and they take off. I very, love the very sloppy egg. I love that Bang Bang keeps playing over the scene. Like it becomes a kind of montage. But I also thought to myself, like, obviously, like the big moment of the episode is probably the dance. But mm-hmm. 
it's going to be the one that you're going to be talking about and hashtagging about. But it probably also cost them a fortune to use that song. So they're going to like get their money's worth. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, well, so- like Spencer could have just gone herself. Like a cat burglar, no one would even know it was missing for like a day, you know. Well, even even with the role reversal, I feel like I don't even trust this guy to be a competent getaway driver. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, like I feel like under his his guidance, like she'd jump back in at the last moment, ready to speed off, and he'd be like, "I forgot to get gas." Yeah. So we, uh, we go back to the hip hop dance. Hannah's really getting down. Like her game face is on. She's like doing these like like violent like punching moves. Like she's stuff. fighting off evil ghosts. Yeah, she's totally committed to this. She's I wanna, angry. I want to be in a dance class taught by Hannah Marin and Elaine Bennis. <laughs> wow. But she needs some like little kicks in there. Uh, so we cut over like to the paintings in the backseat of the van, which is parked. The paintings? The, said the, yeah. said the panties. Did I say pa- I meant yeah. paintings? Well, so Spencer is kind of like laying back in the driver's seat, staring back at them. She's content with like another successful robbery, but she's looking at them almost like it's like post-coital she's basically like decided that this is her artwork yeah 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 her performance art is you know like fucking with the law um we see that we're parked outside the last gas parts and service station which i would love if this was the place owned by travis's dad uh johnny's inside the clerk doing who knows what then travis's dad just leans out he's like the fuck is with this guy (laughs) who is he yeah, the police squad car pulls up. Spencer's like kind of sits up like, oh shit, it's the fuzz. She gets out because she sees, and then we see it's driven by Officer Toby. Mm-hmm. Officer Toby has arrived and he is in no mood. Spencer's like, Toby, what are you doing here? And Toby gets out and he like shines a flashlight over at Johnny who's walking up. And Toby's it looks like, like a bunch of snacks and munchies. Yeah, that's a like he bought one of those like big things of like mini donuts. I don't know who he thinks is eating all those. Mm-hmm. Uh and toby's just like is this your van and egg's just like yep and that's my painting in the seat like oh smooth like i can't imagine why you have trouble with the law when you go around admitting to crimes unprompted johnny toby's got his big cop flashlight yeah and spencer's like johnny and egg's like uh, i've got the rest in the back like oh he's such a i hate this guy so much well he's uh, he's putting it all on toby though mm-hmm. he's basically saying like yeah you're gonna arrest me but you're gonna look like a dick in front of your girlfriend yeah, and Spencer's like, he was just taking back what was his, and Toby walks over to the van, like, sees the paintings, and Johnny comes around and just, like, leans right against the van, like, obviously annoying Toby, and Toby's like, would you step back, please? Spencer's like, what are you doing? He didn't do anything wrong. If you want to question somebody, you should be questioning that creep who runs a gallery. Uh-huh. And Toby's just like, open this up for me. And Spencer's like, Toby, no, leave it alone, okay? What are you even doing here? And Egg opens up the back of the van, and Toby's like, I'm doing my job, responding to a call. The question is, what are you doing here? Well, you, you want Toby to like take her aside and be like, did you bump your head recently? Mm. Like, what happened? That'll get you nowhere, Spencer, though. Yeah. Uh, um, Egg's just like, she didn't have anything to do with this. You can let her go. And Toby's like, that's not your call to make, bro. Yeah. Uh, he says, you need to come down to the station with me. Please turn around. Put your hands behind your back. And Spencer's like, Toby, stop it. Meanwhile, Toby's just like cuffing this hippie trash. Mm-hmm. and Egg's just like, Spencer, it's okay. I got this. You totally don't have this, Egg. You're getting arrested. Yeah. Uh, Spencer's like, no, it's not okay. He's only doing this because he's mad at me. And Toby's like, no, I'm doing this because a business was burglarized and there are stolen goods in the vehicle. But, like, Toby's totally right here. Like, I'm not sure if the show, like, wants us to think Toby's being the bad guy, but, like, Toby has all the high ground. He's got the moral high ground. He's got the legal high ground. The like, The only thing that Toby's done wrong here 
Um, and I think that we can all agree on this. I, I don't know. I don't want to be controversial. The only thing he's doing wrong is before he put the bracelets on, and maybe even after he put the bracelets on, he should have tased Johnny <laughs> hard. Yeah, yeah, like the uh, idiocracy style, like what? And like six spray peppers for his face. <laughs> Don't tase me, bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Spencer's freaking out. She's like, wait, you cannot arrest him. What are you doing? Have you even heard a word I've been saying? Will you Will you please just stop being a cop for a minute? Toby. Uh, meanwhile, Toby's like walking Johnny over to his car and putting him in the back. And he shuts Johnny in and he like p- takes Spencer's hand, pulls her aside. And he says, just walk away, Spencer. Spencer's like, no, I won't. Will you please just talk to me? And he's like, I can't do this here. Spencer says, okay, when do you want to talk about this? And Toby says, you're still on Tanner's radar. She wants to take advantage of my relationship to you. And Spencer's like, this isn't about Tanner. And Toby's like, it is. Don't give her ammunition. Just walk away. Walk away. Man, I mean, Troyan's like, she's really selling Spencer's distress here. But honestly, like, you're just being dumb, Spencer. Like, yeah. And I, maybe it's Spencer's like guilty conscience here about like spending all this time with Egg. Cause it's like, she's, she's reacting as though Toby is acting jealous, but Toby's right. just doing his job. But it's like, she's built this up in her mind that if like, if Toby does this and it, to- Toby's somehow acknowledging her own kind of quasi like stepping out that's going on. And so it's like, she needs Toby to let this slide because then that means like relationship matters are being let slid too. Like, I think that's how it's all worked up in her mind right now. Yeah, I mean, she's, there's some wires crossed here. Like, she's she's definitely, like, perceiving things inaccurately, but... Well, I don't, I don't think it's just about perceiving as much as she's, she's guilt, she has a guilty conscience, I think. And if Toby does this, then it it's as though Toby is aware of her, her guilt. Right, it's like, it's her transgression. Mm-hmm. But... It even goes back, though, to, you know, when Toby said, I'm going to go, like, join the police academy in Harrisburg. It's like the the night of his graduation, she's breaking into a mental hospital. It's like <laughs> their relationship is is effectively doomed because they're not they're not just even like from the wrong side of the tracks, you know, each other anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Toby, his his honor is his undoing. Yeah. Or something. He's um, not a bad guy. He's just too honorable. Yeah, so Spencer just slowly walks off like she's crushed. Toby gets in the car and drives off, and Spencer just watches. She's forlorn. It's a nice shot, though, her forlorn shot as the red and blue lights are flashing over her face. Mm-hmm. How many times does poor Spencer Hastings have to say to somebody, will you please just talk to me? <laughs> nope. Um, well, it's like it's like that's always been Spencer's thing, is that she just feels like she's not being heard. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a very teenager thing. That was always the thing with me and like my parents growing up too. Was like I'm sure I had a lot of backwards logic, you know, messing around hormones in my head. But my problem wasn't that my parents were saying no, don't do that stupid fucking thing that you want to go do. It's that to me they weren't listening <laughs> to my bullshit reasoning. When well, I feel I- like Toby's being pretty cool about Johnny here, like he could be roughing him up if he wanted to. Yeah, oh, like yeah. he's he's trying to like be as cool as possible, but he is, after all, a cop. So what do you want him to do? Right, exactly. Uh, so after the commercial, Arya is in the woods at night of flashlight, which could be a whole young adult series for me. Um, yeah, she th- finds like uh, the old knobby tree. 
uh, with all like the weird like hollows in it. And so she, she finds uh, Yggdrasil, the Tree of Life. Yeah, she goes over and begins the epic journey of climbing up to the hidey hole in this tree because mm-hmm. Arya being like two feet tall, this is going to take a while. My <laughs> friend <laughs> JJ messaged me while he's watching this and he's just like, Arya's going to be climbing this tree for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Oh, I can only wish. Except for when she stops to ride like a friendly pterodactyl that takes her <laughs> takes mm-hmm. her on. Um, so the leaves are falling as she's like trying to get up there. Bur- a bird flies out. I think like, it's like a bat. Her. Well, it screams her. She looks up and then she rises up like Robin at the end of The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> um, if she really went on to become like Batman, that would be awesome too. Uh, we'll come back to the rehearsal room where... It's, it's full dance time. Coach Nan begins. is here watching. It, it, it starts with a kneel and a clap clap. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to describe the whole dancing. Oh, online. I, have, I have some notes here. This scene nourishes my soul the same way that the square dancing episode harmed it. <laughs> um, I want scholars to study this moment in culture, like, at least as much as they did for the brawl and they live. Like, maybe Jonathan Leffin could go write a whole book about it. So, yeah, we see the coach in the corner. She's, like, watching and evaluating. Hannah's doing, like, some twerking at one point. Uh, Aunt Emily just looks like a total pro. There's some twerking. There's some crumping. It starts off good. The sass is dialed up to 11. Hannah looks confident and pleased at the start. But you can tell she's having to concentrate more than Emily. Emily just looks like a complete natural. Like, this is oh, just yeah. what she does all the time. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. being music videos. There's some there's some fists in the air. There's some razzle-dazzle. There's some hair flips. Uh, there's, like, as the coach watches, there's one incredibly loving shot of Emily as her hair moves. Like, it's not <laughs> restricted by space and time. Like, this is her music video. Then they kind of, like, look over at Hannah, like, directly after. She looks, like, haggard and sweaty. Well, um, and it, like, as the dance goes on, it starts to get a little erratic from Hannah. Like, she's she's going a little off script, and Emily's kind of watching well, as she does her moves, a little concerned. She's not just going off script. She's going off the reservation. Well, she's getting a little dorky. Yeah. Uh, and Hannah starts, she's, like, doing her, like, punch moves. And as she's doing them, she starts, like, flashing the awful Kate. You know, and all these, it's like they didn't like want to get the actress. So we're just like flashing the like old scenes of Kate. And Hannah's just getting more and more out of control. Uh, at one point, she like gets on the floor and starts like pelvic thrusting in the air, like humping the air. <laughs> and yeah, man, the coach is just like, eee. I wanted them to like, I want someone to edit this footage, that scene of Hank Marie watching the tape at the end of Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, um, really. it's, well, yeah. it's like, it's a really impressive transition into like just a total meltdown. From like the angry six shooters to like her being an extra one of those like orgy rave scenes in the Matrix. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of those old John Travolta dancing movies, but they can't even be this good. Well, even Emily just like stops dancing after a while to watch, just like Ew. well, like Jake from the Step Up movies would have proclaimed Hannah's dancing both hurt and injured and amazed balls here. <laughs> um, she's like straight Thunderdome. Like if she doesn't stop dancing, she's gonna explode. Yeah, this is like some uh, like Buffy and once more feeling dancing after a while, where she's she's just going nuts. Uh, and Emily just like covers her mouth. Like it's yeah. that bad. I mean, it's easier if you put on your 3D glasses while watching it and realize that Hannah's actually shooting electricity every time she flails her arms and well, it's, her out. I gotta say, impressive acting by Ashley Benson. I mean, it's one thing to just be like a flawless dancer like Shane Mitchell here, but like she's really selling this like descent into just full like dorkitude, you yeah. know, and like just just like the all the frustration the anger uh and hannah finally she finishes it off with like just the most adorable little smile and she like pumps her fist just like nailed it yeah well it's like she like in her mind there's an invisible crowd who just cheered her on 
The thing missing is that they should have cut to the the guy from the academic decathlon. <laughs> well, like she just has such a like a happy look on her face. Like she just totally thinks she crushed that. She's like, yeah. yeah. And the coach is like, "Well, that was revealing." Uh, real quick side note, just to make a bizarre bewitched illusion. The they used the flashbacks of Kate, Kate number two, Natalie Hall. I just realized that both actresses who played Kate are named Natalie. Hmm. It's like Darren one and Darren two. Um, yeah, the coach is like, well, that was revealing. She closes her book. She stands and she's like, Hannah, the girls take this crown home have one thing in common. They have a lure, mystery. You, however, need to learn to keep a secret in this age of oversharing. Meow. This is an amazing and amazingly bitchy slam. And Hannah's like, I have lots of secrets, you know, like being A for one. Uh, and Hannah, she's still panting. She's kind of confused. Like, she's not really getting it yet. And the yeah. coach is like, well, anger isn't one of them. LOL. And Hannah's like, look, I know that I, I messed up on that one move. But and coach is like, it's not about the one move. It's the whole package. Oof. Everything you're putting out there, you're not pageant material. Which just, aw. Like, yeah. Hannah's just, like, stunned. And Nan's just, like, staring her down. Emily looks like she's going to be sick. Yeah. And Emily's like, uh, it was, uh, it was my fault. I picked the song. It doesn't show what Hannah can really do. Like Emily's like, in her like full like manic like everything's gonna be fine mode, you know, mm-hmm. uh, trying to save it. And the coach is like, oh, I think I've seen more than enough of what Hannah can do. Uh, this coach is so horribly bitchy of her slightly raspy voice. I love it. The only thing that would have made well, me love this coach more is if she was Melissa Hastings. And it makes sense because uh, she is a, a pageant talent coach. So you imagine that those people are horrible human beings anyway. Yeah, like a reality TV show person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so coach is like, I'm sorry, this isn't going to work for me. And she just starts gathering things. Hannah walks out like she's crushed. Uh, she leaves She leaves the room and like leans against the lockers, panting inside. Uh, Emily says, you know, that was a really lousy thing for you to do, to say. And coach is like, I'm doing her a favor, dear. Taking her money would be criminal. Yeah. And Hannah's hearing this outside. She's crying. And we hear the coach say, you know, off screen, she says, she'd only crash and burn in a much more humiliating and public setting. Uh, and then we come back inside and the coach says, she doesn't have it takes, have what it takes to go the distance. You, however, do. And Emily frowns and outside Hannah just like dies and walks off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ultimate betrayal, you know, and Emily's like, I only came here to help a friend. And the coach says, that's very generous of you. And Emily says, you know, Hannah needs to win this. And the coach says, she might need it, but she doesn't want it. There's a big difference. Which, as bitchy as this lady is, that's pretty much true. Hannah doesn't want it. She needs it. She doesn't want it. Yeah. And only walks off. She's like, boo, Coach Nan. Boo. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, out in front of school, Emily like rushes out. She spots Hannah. Car runs over. She's like, Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. Hannah shoots these daggers at Emily. Like she starts her car, like just like fuck you, Iago, or Iago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily, like Hannah, away. Hannah drives off, and off screen we hear Talia like Emily. So we see like like Talia's like walking from the side, like just I'm gonna go pop up at your school. Where Appearing you're at. out of nowhere in like totally different styles than she normally wears. Yeah, uh, so Emily's just like, what are you doing here? How did you know where I was? And Talia's like, your mom told me. I got a message from earlier, from earlier and you sounded weird. What happened at the brew yesterday? Which just, everything seems suspicious. Yeah, um, talking to mom too much. She's She's got like a weird leopard print blouse with like this kind of like almost military cut jacket on over it. Hmm. Like her look is very strange in this scene. Uh, and Emily's like not in the mood for this convo. She's looking behind her like she's worried about Hannah. 
Uh, and Talia's just like, did Ezra find out about us? And Emily's like, no, but I met Eric. He told him that I was an experiment, a one-time thing. And Talia's like, I didn't know where this was going. And Emily says, it's going nowhere. I'm not into girls because it's trendy. Damn. So like Emily's just like, like a Band-Aid, one motion. She starts to walk off, and Talia's like, I don't think of you that way. And Emily says, this relationship now has three people in it, Talia, and even lined every one of them. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Uh, and Emily sighed, and she's like, look, I need to go, okay? I have a friend who needs me right now. And she's just like, take a look at my backside as I walk away. You yeah. done goofed. Takes his ass as you watch it walk away. I don't think they, they need to worry about Ezra finding out. If Ezra found out, he's going to go write a short story about it in his room. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to think about like the, the creepy short story Ezra would write about. He's going to be in his bunk. Uh, yeah, so it would Ari, somehow be all about Ezra. Yeah, Arya is like still still climbing up that tree uh, magically. She finally reaches like the, the It's hollow, been like two hours, yeah. Yeah, the hollowed out thing. Pulls out the fall back. Uh, noise behind her. She sees nothing. So she like wedges the light between some branches to open it inside is a vial of blood a single vial of blood and then we hear another noise nearby and so Arya's she's got to get out of here she's trying to get her flashlight unwedged from the tree and it falls to the ground and someone picks it up it's magic mike montgomery and he shines it right at Arya. she's busted and he's like what are you doing here and Arya's like never mind what i'm doing here why is this here mike why are you stashing my blood in the woods and mike says it's not yours and Ari says, really? Whose is it? Is it Spencer's? Is it Hannah's? And Mike says, Mona's! Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And Mike says, now give it to me! And he, like, rushes at her and tries to grab the vial, but it drops and it breaks on, like, a, a stump uh, that's at the bottom of the tree. And Ari, like, runs off, and he, he like, crouches over this broken vial. Like, he's, like, he's freaking out, you know? He's, like, like this is, like, precious fluid here. Uh and then we see back out in front of Mona's house, Arya like runs over to her car and drives away. See, this was another one of those scenes where I was like, why is this shot here? Like we saw Arya run off. Do we really need like a 15 second shot of her like running across Mona's yard, out I, the gate, getting into her car and then driving away? My first take on that shot was like, all Mike has to do is be somewhere near the street and then be like, why the fuck is my sister's car mm-hmm. parked in front of Mona's house? Oh shit, as snoopy as she's been lately, I bet she's found my hidey hole where I'm basically being Billy Bob Thornton and keeping my dead ex-girlfriend's blood. I like that, like, after I watched this and I checked Twitter, I was not the only person who was just like, oh shit, he's gonna he's gonna clone Mona. <laughs> the Mona Raptor? <laughs> yeah, with her blood and like the services of a necromancer, he's gonna bring her back. Uh so we got to the I am house. okay with that. Yeah, that was like especially awesome. if she came back a little wrong, you know, like Frankenstein Mona, mm-hmm. Franken Mona, Monenstein. She just like know. had a need for brains occasionally. Oh, there's plenty of characters you could feed. I mean, just can you just see her just like like eating feed the her Johnny, of, and she's yeah. like, "I'm still hungry." Ooh, yeah. There's not a lot of protein in that egg. Um, so we get the PV from inside the fridge. His hand opens it in her house. Stares at some leftover pizza on the plate, sighing. Uh, she's going to devour that pizza. Mm-hmm. Patty door opens. Emily rushes in, which obviously she has cause here and purpose. But as you remember from the start of season five, I always love that Emily just goes into people's houses. <laughs> like, fuck your social graces. Let me in. Um, Emily's like, Did are you, you going to complain if Emily Fields comes storming into your place? Uh, if she comes storming in your place, I feel like you need to be a little bit scared. Emily says, didn't you hear me calling you in front of the school? And Hannah kind of reluctantly takes that plate of pizza out. And- Emily says, Hannah, that woman is not a coach. She's a Gorgon. 
I don't care how many beauty pageants she's won. She's an ugly person. Yeah. And Hannah is just kind of very kind of dispassionately eating her cold pizza. And just then uh, Ashley Marin walks in in a bathrobe, like a blue bathrobe. And Ashley's like, hey, girls, I didn't hear you come in. Hannah, I spoke to your father. He doesn't know anything about the pageant or how Kate could have signed up for that room. She's not even in Pennsylvania this weekend. It's just, man, I love this. What nice work, eh? Like so yeah. subtle. I, I totally didn't see that coming. Like it had me fooled. Um, and that That's like classic A too. Well, it's like A is like at this point, I'm just fucking around. Mm-hmm. This was this was like a, a wacky social experiment. I didn't even know it would work. It was based on solely on the long shot, the extreme long shot that Caleb would glance over <laughs> at that sign up sheet. And hey, it fucking worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, what? And Hannah's like, doesn't matter anyway. Thinking I could do this was asinine. Well, look at Hannah dropping the 50 cent words. Take mm-hmm. that, Spencer. Mm-hmm. And Ashley says, says who? And Hannah says, my coach. Who would rather be your coach? And she looks over at Emily. And Emily kind of looks guilty and looks over at Ashley. And Ashley can clearly see there's like a shit show brewing here. So she's just going to get the fuck out of here. She's like, I'm going to go upstairs and take my shower. <laughs> Later, bitches. Yeah. And Emily's like, did you stick around long enough to hear what happened after she said that? I told her off, Hannah. She had no right. And Hannah's phone beeps, and Hannah looks at it, and Emily's like, who's that from? And Hannah just slides the phone over, like, of course it's from A. Yeah. Like, I love, they're completely numb to, like, A's machinations now. Like, it's just a part of their life. Well, the 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 idea, too, that there has to be some kind of level of surveillance. Mm-hmm. That, K, that, that A knows exactly this moment to, <laughs> to, to like, put the cherry on well, top. It's, it's like, uh, it reminded me of the uh, the church bell bit. Yeah. When they yeah. started hearing the bell ring and they got the text. And yeah. And and Caleb just looked at it like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the text says, Kate won't win the pageant, but she's already won your daddy's heart. Eh? A. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, did A put Kate's, Kate's name on the sign up sheet? And Hannah says, A is sitting in jail, Emily. Mike did this. And Allison's going to use whoever she can to keep us here forever. And guess what? It worked. I'm not doing that pageant. And Emily says, well, I am for you. I know how much you need that money. And I swear I will win that prize for you. She's getting all like Scarlett O'Hara here. Mm. And Emily says, Hannah, stop. Or Emily, stop. A is just going to come after you, too. And Emily's like, A can come after me any day of the motherfucking week. Uh, and that's not going to stop me from helping someone I love. Just give me a beat and a wind machine. And I own that shit. Shipping it. Yeah. Uh, and Hannah smiles a little. And she's, you can tell she's like close to bawling. Uh, a nice moment. Liar friendship OTP here. I, li- I like the Scarlett O'Hara drop there. As <laughs> God is my witness, I will never dance again. <laughs> These guilty feet have got no rhythm. Um, yeah, so cut over to Spencer's place. Like, she looks like, she's like looking at her phone when Johnny knocks on the door behind her and just lets himself in. Of course just he like, just lets himself in. Well, he's not Emily. Uh, mm-hmm. She's like, hey, why didn't you call me? Did my mom come down to the station? And he's like, she did. And posted my bail. And she's like, okay, okay. You'll pay her back. And eggs like I already have. She took it out of the security deposit for the lease that which expired about 20 minutes ago. Yes. Yeah. This asshole is so satisfied with himself, too. It's like he's just proved himself right to the world once again. Like, aha, I knew the, you know, high society would shit on me because I engineered it to happen. Yeah. Uh, Spencer's like, she's not kicking you out. And Egg says, I believe the words she used were effective now. Is there room for interpretation? And Spencer just looks sad and he's like, do you have any packing tape? And she nods and goes over to like a drawer and she's like, it's that scumbag from the gallery should be punished, not you. If if Toby had just made one call. And Egg says, I don't think Officer Toby was in a calling mood. It's like, why should he be? 
you broke into private property and stole something. Uh, He's a cop. What do what do you think? How do you think the police works in this town? Toby doesn't have to make the call because he got the call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Toby might let Caleb off with a warning. Yeah. You don't draw shit in this town. Yeah. Egg. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To- Caleb, you know, draw some water in this town, uh, mm-hmm. this beachfront community. I'm just like, I'm really sorry. I-, I-, I can't believe he just acted like such a, and I was like, such a what? An overzealous cop? Overzealous boyfriend? A rational human being. Yeah. <laughs> she stares at him like he, he drops his gaze. And she's like, what are you going to do? And he's like, who knows? Maybe I'll live in my car for a while. We got some cool art to hang on the walls. And she like kind of smiles, and she's like, "Wait, um, take this too." And she pulls like a like a packing tape dispenser, you know, out of the drawer. I want her to also hand him the kitchen trash to like throw out in the bin on his way out. I think she needed to hand him a broom and say, "Do it yourself." Exactly. Yeah, he takes it. They stare at each other for a moment, and then, like like bile rising in the viewer's throat, he goes in for the kiss. She oh, doesn't this stop fucking dirt him. Bag. He kind of stares at him. He walks off. That was basically like he knows he's getting the fuck out. He's gonna take this opportunity to kiss her, and yeah, just make her feel shitty later about the whole experience. Uh, and then Egg was never heard from again, and died on the way back to his home planet, and no one missed him. I feel like he'll be back, and I hate it. Um, so I'm cut to, he's not. Yeah, cut to Arya. Like, like there's sure. we don't need any more fucking Egg. Like, I don't know what where else his boring ass storyline could go. It's really interesting though that Egg and Talia. Introduced in the same episode, mm-hmm. like both of their storylines the have, <laughs> have kind of seemingly crashed here. Like, is Tali like gonna be in the next episode, or will be like Ezra's just like, oh yeah, I fired that chef. <laughs> Turns she out she's a liar. <laughs> oh, there's, there's so many jokes I want to make about <laughs> Ezra's white privilege and Talia's <laughs> heritage. <laughs> oh, um, Ezra. Well, uh, like I feel like, like. The show writers here are like, oh, complain about the Toby's dead mom storyline. We will show you, Spencer fans. Meet Johnny. There's, there's something. Yeah, you're going to be begging for Toby soon. There's something that I remember reading from like a, a thing Jacob Clipson had written once about, you know, like understanding how a television season works, how it's laid out. And a lot of it, it's that a lot of times when you're, when you really hate a fucking character on TV, you're supposed to. Mm hmm. Like that's the whole point is to get you rooting along against a character. It's it's. I always wonder when like the the official PLL Twitter account will be like, "Hey, what do you guys think of Johnny?" Yeah. It's like we're like, you know, what do you guys think of Pastor Ted? Do you think uh, you know Ashley should say yes? Like, I I, I wonder. Although I I guess we we learned from the Twitter this week that uh, that account and like the promo department for PLL not necessarily controlled by the writers. Right. Uh, get to the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, so we uh cut to Arya rushing into her house, like screaming for Dad. She's like, "Dad, Dad, are you here, Dad?" Mike enters behind her, and Arya spins around, kind of afraid. And Arya's like, "Stay away from me! Did you hear me?" And Mike's just like, "Arya, listen to me." And Arya says, "No, I swear to God, I'll call the police." And he's like, "Just listen, okay? I can explain. Do you want to know what happened to Mona or not?" Uh, he's pretty emotional, kind of like tears welling. In, in this big Mike Montgomery eyes. Well, because his spidey sense has been tingling this whole time. Mm-hmm. And Mike says, look, I know what you're thinking, but I didn't hurt her. A few nights before Thanksgiving, I went to Mona's house and I surprised her. Flashback. And it's the best kind of flashback. Because you Mona's know. in it. Exactly. She's in a room, kneeling by her bed with some surgical tubing and like a vial of blood on it. She's mm-hmm. on the phone. Um, and she's talking to Leslie. She says, 
When did he get the axe? I can't keep up with you, Leslie. I swear we're going to need the entire weekend just to catch up. So she opens up. I want up. them to bring Leslie back and have her just be like this man eater who has like a different boyfriend every episode. Oh, I, I want them to bring Leslie back. Bar none. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. Uh, she opens up the front of her like computer CPU tower. There's actually like a fridge inside disguised. Like, yeah. Tons and tons like of little vials of blood. Secret fridge with all this blood. Can I just say, called it. Well, it kind of goes back to the thing that Jake Flynn was talking about. Is a lot of times I think people spot things and they think mm-hmm. to themselves, I'm more clever than the show. I noticed this. And it's like, good job. You were supposed to pick up on that breadcrumb. Well, yes and no. I know I want to circle back to that in just a bit here. Okay. So uh, Mona's putting some blood in there and she's talking on the phone and says, oh, come on, Leslie, just try, please. Uh, and she takes the the you know the blood that she just drew i guess and puts it in there but then the door opens and uh mike walks in he's like mona and mona stands up in a hurry and she's like leslie i have to call you back and she like just throws the phone down hangs up and mike's just looking at all these like vials of blood and it's like you know secret hidden fridge and he's like what is all that and mona's like nothing and he sees the band-aid on her arm like right at the elbow mm-hmm. and he's like what is this what the hell's going on he picks up one of the vials and she snatches it away. She's like, don't touch that, okay? Just leave it alone and I'll explain. So she she shuts the door to her room. And Mike's just like, what are you doing? And Mona says, I've been offered a chance to make things right for your sister and her friends. And Mike's like, Mona, what are you talking about? And she says, I'm talking about exposing A and finally bringing de- that person down. And Mike's just like in disbelief. She's like, is that your blood? And Mona's like, some of it, yeah. <laughs> uh, she says yes and soon it's going to be smeared all over this house and Allison Laurentis is going to look, look responsible for killing me because A wants to see her locked up which is interesting that particular detail like does A think that Allie maybe deserves to be locked up for some other crime mm-hmm. like A wants to see Allie locked up just going to say revenge is a seven letter word it is but I mean it, it makes me think that A has at least feels like they have some righteous cause. Like Allie belongs behind bars and A wants to make that happen. Or that's just the latest, you know, piece of the mousetrap game mm-hmm. that A is playing that they want. Yeah. And Mike's like, why would you want to be involved in, in all this? And Mona says, because A came up with this plan, Mike, and it's brilliant. Like her, like hyper reality is leaking here. And it's like professional admiration. And Mike's like, wait, 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 stop. Y- you've been talking to A? And Mona's like, not directly. But I will eventually. I have to earn it. And to do that, I have to commit to this 100%. That means I go away. And when I, I found out who I is, I come back. Allison gets out of jail, and your sisters and her friends are finally safe. And I'm everyone's hero. And she smiles. Oh, I miss Mona. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike turns away, and he stops at the door, and he's like, what do you mean go away? For how long? And Mona says, you have to look at the big picture, Mike. It's only temporary. She's and- brilliant mad scientist logic. I love that, like, how into A's plan she is. <laughs> you know, it's like, even though she's not fully going along with this plan, like, she just, like, she loves it. It's diabolical. And well, she, on some she, level, it, it punishes Allie, which I'm sure is, you know, just a happy uh, byproduct of the whole thing for Mona. Well, because Mona's always, as you said, always tried to insert herself into the group. She's always used machinations and schemes mm-hmm. to try to engineer and manufacture like love for her to be accepted a a for acceptance but yeah i love the you said professional admiration for a's plan and yet she's still looking for that angle by which she can then like like backstab a you Mm -hmm. know double do the double cross um 
I absolutely love this wrinkle because like I've always been like, yeah, of course I want Mona to be back. I would I, I don't want to necessarily been ball face lied to by the writers and their teasings, but like I would love to have her back, but I would never want her to be back in a way that kind of cheapened that storyline. And I feel like where we're going here is an interesting wrinkle mm-hmm. to all this. So go back to the here now. Uh Arya's just like, Mike, if what you're telling me is true, and Mike is like, It is, I swear. We fought about this for days, and she convinced me that she had it all under control, that, that she would be safe. But I don't believe that anymore. He's like in tears now. He's like, oh, sunk it's in like now. sinking in. Like how what naive a, he's been. What a kick in the teeth. Like, because we were all thinking we were so clever. We figured out Mona was faking her own death and, uh, you know, with the blood and all that. Like everybody, like, or at least, you know, most people probably had their, their theories that this could have happened. But mm-hmm. I don't think very many people, I'm sure some people did, but I don't think very many people considered the double cross. Yeah. Which is just like, you're like, oh, I was right. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, and Arya says, is this why you've been visiting Allison in jail? You to- told her about Mona's plan? And Mike says, Mona and I were supposed to meet a bunch of times, but she's never shown up. I only went there to find out if she knew anything about A. And so it's like all those times that Arya kept showing up uh, when Mike was like off doing his uh, you know, like creeping. Mm-hmm. For a split second, Mike probably thought it was Mona. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Mona's finally showing up and it's like, oh, fuck it's my goddamn sister like what a heartbreaker like over and over again he thinks he's you know like oh she's finally here no it's, it's aria god damn it which is kind of funny considering we talked about the parallels between mona and aria mm-hmm. for such a long time um we'll, we'll get this more in a second here but like so aria's like you know because you think a double cross mona killed her and mike mike is nodding and crying and she says but like like, why are you so sure that Allison isn't A? And Mike's like, she can't be. Allison wasn't even here when it happened. Cyrus, you know, Hank Mahoney himself, told me that A had him get Allison out of town that day. Which is interesting because A could have just faked, like, a Cyrus text to Allison. But A actually had Cyrus do it himself. So mm-hmm. Arya's like, Mike, why do you have Mona's blood? Well, he says. If, if we consider that Allie is not a fool, mm-hmm. Allie may not be fooled by the fake text. Like, okay. it would need to come from Cyrus's phone, you know? Or, or, or a voicemail message, you know. Some other means, yeah. yeah. So Mike says, she gave it to me as a promise that she would be coming back. I wasn't hiding it in that tree because I hurt her. I was hiding because I didn't want you to find it and ask questions. So I begins to realize that, you know, they've had everything pretty backwards as usual. Um, and he's like, well, that's all I had left her. So Arya hugs hmm. him and cries over Mike. R.I.P. Mona. One I have to wonder, it's a weird keepsake. Is Mona giving him the blood as some kind of way of saying, like, look. If this goes wrong, mm-hmm. this is a token of proof. Could be, yeah. Also, again, it's about contextualizing it. I believe this goes back to to Shannon's theory: is that what if Mike is sitting there, like doing his scheming around, doing his stuff, you know, basically calling out, putting out the green light beacon on the porch or on the on the the dock, you know, hoping that Mona would return, and like A is the one who shows up, mm-hmm. you know, but it's Arya. Yeah. Well, and. A nice little moment for Arya finally realizing how wrong she's been. And Mike Mike needs a hug. So she she hugs him and he's crying on her shoulder even though he's like a foot taller. Um but what a it's, what a tragic end for Mona if that's if she's really dead. Um because she was playing such an a extremely dangerous game with Big A. And yeah. it's like it finally backfired on her. Because unfortunately well, I, I the one angle Mona failed to consider here is that if A's thinking, oh, we're going to frame Allie for your death, why not just 
actually kill you. There's no loose ends that way, you know. Exactly. So it's like you go ahead and frame her, and then I'll just kill you, and then uh, yeah, everything works out just fine. But the thing is, this was basically the same end game at the end of season three, and a and their minions trapped Mona of the liars in a burning lodge. So like, I feel like. What do you mean? How, how is it the same end game? Well, she was basically handing them over to A to find out who A was. That was her ultimate goal in season three, was it not? Yeah, was I mean, this is a, a different end game. This this end game is we're gonna get Allie in jail by faking my death. Yeah, but I mean, Mona's angle though. Granted, there's the added like wrinkle of like framing Alice and getting that kind of revenge for her. But her mm-hmm. goal was to like try to unmask, you know, who A is and to try to win back love. Mm-hmm. And again. A, like, well, I don't, I don't think Mona was trying to win back the love of the liars at the end of season three. Oh, you're like, right, you're Mona right. just wanted to know who, who Redcoat was. Yeah, who had stolen the game from her. Mm-hmm. So we go to a liar meetup in Spencer's living room. Arya's kind of spilling the news. And Emily's like, so that necklace was for Mona? And Arya says, Mike was holding on to any grain of hope, but not anymore. He realizes she's really dead. You seem awfully certain of that, Arya. That is so depressing. I know. So he's like, he's he's collapsed into a mess of tears. And I texted all of you and came over here. <laughs> yeah. Hannah says, I guess your brother didn't realize how vicious A can be. Spencer says, I can't believe your brother knows about A at all. Which is a good question. Yeah. Oh, and he's known for a long time, apparently. Yeah. Uh, months. And Emily says, if Mona told Mike, she must have really trusted him. And Arya looks guilty. And she's like, yeah, more than I did. And so they all kind of like, you know, take in the new shit here. It's a cool overhead shot of the four of them, like around Spencer's couch. And Emily's like, so what now? Do we tell Allison? Spencer's like, how can we? We destroyed a lot of evidence that could have proved she was innocent. Hmm. Did you really, though? Because I feel like A set up a lot of that evidence anyway. Mm-hmm. Probably would have just incriminated her. And Ari says, and basically made a barricade so the police had to throw her behind bars. I believe by a barricade, she means a liar wall. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's be real, liars. Like, you're pretty fucked up betraying Allison that way. Even if she is, like, prickly and secretive, mm-hmm. y'all didn't give her much uh, credit at all. Much they can't doubt. say that she didn't warn them. Yeah. And Hannah says, well, are we going to say anything before her trial? And Emily's like, we have to. Like, like Hannah's like, I'm okay just not saying anything. And Emily's like, we have to. We accuse her of being A to her face. <laughs> and Ari's like, how do we take that back? It's like uh, by groveling. That's how Allie will forgive you if you would just trust her for once and stop asking so many fucking questions. I want Spencer to be like, you remember back at the start of episode two when mm-hmm. we decided mum's the word about the Jenna thing. Let's just let's just forget all about this. Mm-hmm. Go let's back to our normal lives. The Allie thing. Save victimless crime. Uh, yeah. So it, nice shot outside Spencer's house. Someone's watching them. Yeah. I get the classic POV through the windows. They really got to learn to close some drapes. Yeah. Uh, and we get the A tag. It's Mike's room at night. A's creeping around. Uh, for some reason, on Mike's desk is this book called Thriving on Chaos, Handbook for a Management Revolution. Why the fuck would Mike be reading that? Yeah, this is, is like this a, a clue. I mean, this is like a professional development book. I, I feel like, is this, did it fall off the shelf next to Mike's, like, you know, Six Sigma, whatever. I think uh, training manual. Maybe Peter Hastings gave it to him. He's like, Mike, you look like a strapping young lad. You should come work for me. Read this well, book. What's that book that Merlin Man won't shut up about? Like, like GTD, like getting things done. Yeah. Is, is Mike reading that too? I don't know what's going on. Thri- thriving on chaos. Maybe Mona gave it to him. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and A uh, opens Mike's gym bag, looks through it, 
A goes over to the weight rack and like picks up a dumbbell and does a few curls. Um, the technique is pretty good, which makes me wonder, like, could A be a guy? I mean, obviously it could just be a misdirect, but interesting that the A just decides to do some curls there. Mm-hmm. Uh, A puts a dumbbell back and turns around and pulls out uh, an adjustable wrench from their pocket. Uh, I bet A is going to go sabotage Mike's bench press. That's my guess for what he's about to do here. That was like the first theory I heard after we finished watching it last night. And I just thought to myself, like, that just seems like like a very minor, not minor, but like a very simple injury. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to just like fuck with Hannah's emotions after a crazy dance sequence. It's another thing just to well, I don't like, think A A doesn't play with the kind of ancillary uh cast of the you know liars friends and whatnot it doesn't play with them the way a plays with the main cast you know mm. like a but, would fuck with aria by doing something to mike but she doesn't really care about mike or he you know true it's it's there's more relish in watching mm-hmm. hannah fall apart inside i was just thinking to toby sabotaging that guy's bike yeah that's that's what this reminded me of uh, but yeah, that was the episode. I gotta say, I think the writers did a pretty good job. They seeded so many different red herrings that they kind of snuck this Mike reveal thing in pretty well. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, not only do they do the obvious red herring now, but the, they do the non-obvious one too. Yeah. And so it's like, they're just, they're suckering you in and then they pull the rug out. Um, they're getting really good at layering these false clues and little details. Uh, cause it's like, they know that people are watching this closely and it's like, they, they know, that we know their tricks and now they're coming up with new tricks because i i don't think people were expecting this in this episode i mean i think it the seasoned viewer of the show is thinking well there's still like five episodes left in this season clearly mike's just a red herring and then we're going to move on to the next suspect but suddenly it's like aha you thought he's a red herring but boom here's a ton of plot yeah well yeah i think i think that's the ultimate trick though is is you've trained your your audience to be these perceptive masters of observation mm-hmm. well, and now the trick is how to use that against them well, and they even threw in just the subtle clues about mike in the gym and you're wondering maybe this is a, maybe the red herring's a steroid thing and you, you know you build up you know i'll bet this is what's really going on and it's like nope fooled you again this is what was happening you know well it, it was actually to do with mona the whole time one of those big questions a lot of people had in the hiatus though was like oh wait when the season last season ended, like or half season ended, Mike and Mona were dating. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the emotional fallout of the her the apparent death? And they just kind of said to us, like, "Don't worry, we have we're going to cover how well, Mike's I, handling it." And it's I like, imagine hey, if you were to go back and watch the episodes in this half season now, Mike's going to make a whole lot more sense and be kind of tragic. Oh yeah, definitely. Because that whole time, you know, he's thinking. Like, fuck, like, I know this secret Mona's supposed to have faked her death, but it's becoming more and more obvious that uh, it may not have been fake, actually. Well, and plus you got, like, jerks like Ezra being like, I don't know if you actually think that she's dead or alive or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Do you think maybe he's working out because he's, like, I don't know, afraid maybe a little now, like, needs to get in shape, you know, maybe thoughts of revenge or something. But, I mean, I could see that, like, just kind of throwing himself into either, working out. Yeah, like revenge or like, I think he clearly has a motivation though to protect Arya. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has to yeah. know e- either from A or from her own curiosity, which <laughs> I understood killed the proverbial cat. Um, the thing about Mona, you gotta remember though, is she wasn't nice. Anybody can be nice. On, 
you know, we 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 did see that body. It, it, I mean, I think she's probably dead now. I mean, I always wondered why why they showed the body because it was a weird reveal that they didn't have to do. They could have stringed you along for half for a season or a half a season thinking she's still alive. Yeah. But they they showed you that body and you're like, why did you do that? When I have like figured out this whole theory on how she could be alive, except for that kind of inconvenient body. And now, you know, it's like the writers are just fucking with you. They're yeah, like, well, like, go on, go, go try to come up with a theory. And, and this whole time we're way ahead of you, you know? Yeah. They showed you a body and then they made you doubt that you even saw that. Mm-hmm. Or how, how can that, you know, it's like when you watch Sherlock jump off a building well, and he falls with death and you're like, okay, I saw him dead. Now, how can he not be dead? It's in, in a way the show is doing what A's doing. It's, it's made you so paranoid that you're not willing to accept something that's right in front of your face. You're like, surely there's another layer here. Yeah. You know, like I, I, there, you know, this is, this is all just a setup. I'm not going to believe it. You know, it's so now and they can like just have you flat out like see something that you should be connecting the dots on. And you're like, no, that's, they're just tricking me. I'm not going to believe that. Well, it, it, it's, it changes point of view nicely. Like I've said before, I feel like Arya a lot of times, is your your entry point you mm-hmm. know she's your not cipher but she's you can put yourself in her her easily and so you kind of feel the show through her and other times the audience a is for audience you're complicit you're like rooting on the damage being inflicted on these girls like mm-hmm. like savoring this story um well and it's i just love the way that they at least for me and i think for a lot of people from the, like the theories and whatnot i've read online People were just like, oh, Mike's a red herring, you know, like this isn't going anywhere. Or it's a steroid thing or, you know, we were all ready to dismiss it. And suddenly it's like, actually, this is really important. And he's totally connected. Yeah. You know, and and the, the writers weren't just like fucking with you by saying that it's important. Well, and and it's something that, that I think they learned from their themselves in the past where you'd have, you know, season two, season three, where it's like every other three episode arc mm-hmm. we got back to melissa being the red herring or cc being the red herring or Byron. But yeah, yeah yeah but like it's now it's like we really were able to deliver some some story points and plot points take you along on the mystery but also there's a strong emotional core that's devastating about mike and his involvement with this um we've had byron as a suspect we've had mike as a suspect really need to get to that point where ella is a ella? suspect. yeah well i mean all the all the moms are there i mean all the the Peter has definitely been suspicious. They Veronica's been suspicious if you're watching closely. Mm-hmm. Like she hasn't she hasn't been suspected by the liars though. Like we haven't got to that point with any of the moms yet. Well and Ella supposedly got drunk by Byron, which was supposed to make Byron look bad, but then Byron takes off to go meet Alice Allison. So you don't really like no one can account for what Ella was doing that mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Um We don't know what Ashley was up to. We don't know what Pam was up to. Yeah. Or obviously Wayne Fields with his bionic heart was <laughs> up to something interesting that night. Um, yeah, that was the episode that was pretty isn't the point. Uh, kind of out of nowhere, major plot revelations. Yeah. Very, very well done, I'd say. And the next episode is Bloody Hell. Uh, that's a Maya Goldsmith written episode directed by Arlene Sanford. I, uh, uh, I believe that Spencer goes across the pond in that one. So there are 25 episodes in this season, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so next episode's 21, so we have five to go. Um, I guess I don't think this is a total spoiler, because it's been tweeted about constantly. Um, it's a commercial. Yeah, the promo 
it says there's going to be a hashtag Big A Reveal on March 24th, which is, I guess, the season finale. Um, and it's interesting how quickly this, you know, it's Big A Reveal. And immediately, all the social media accounts were like, we're going to find out who A is. And I remember seeing that and thinking, that's not exactly what hashtag Big A Reveal means. Do they? It's, they're not saying we will reveal A. They're saying there will be a big A reveal, mm-hmm. which is not you know those are two different things. And I, I was I thought it was strange how heavy the social media was like, you know, like even the official PLL account was just like, yeah, you know, it sounds like we're gonna find out who A is. And then today, today, Martin King is like, yeah, so I don't really control the promo part of that. Uh, let's just say there will be a, a, you know, a reveal about A. Like, she, it definitely, like, sound like she's trying to walk that back a little. To to clarify for anyone who's confused, it's not just a distinction between names as a big A or as an Uber A. Mm-hmm. It means that there will be a large reveal about A. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. revealing who Big A is. Yeah, which is the way I when I first saw that hashtag. I just thought to myself, oh, there's going to be a big reveal about A. I that's didn't think they're say, going to reveal who Big A is. That's not to say that, you know, in this pre-season seven times, that they that they won't necessarily show you the face of mm-hmm. A. They could very well do that. This has been a very unexpected season. But the thing, the only thing you know for certain is you don't know shit. Yeah, and, I mean, the writers, I, it's something they don't get enough credit for. They really have gotten good at hiding their intentions a lot of times um, underneath like layers of red herrings and, you know, false uh, suspects and whatnot to the point where it's like you, you may think you're like smart enough to see what's really going on. But a lot of times they want you to think that you're smart enough mm-hmm. to like, you know, like you've got it all figured out. No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. They will, uh, they will make a girl disappear in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, thankfully, we have still managed to avoid those the spoiler bomb that was dropped. Yeah, appeal uh, subreddit. I mean, it was hard enough to read before. Now it's like I can't even go there because people are really bad about not discussing the spoilers. You know, it's like even the context of of their con you know conversation about it. It's like just just avoid it. Theories are wonderful. They're delicious spoilers especially in a show like this not so much well it's just shitty like yeah come on it's a mystery show what are you doing and the only thing that intrigues me about it is i guess the spoiler bomb itself is called daisy i don't know what that means i don't want to know i don't want to know any details of it i i i'll tell you what it means because it means nothing to do with the show the the person who leaked it their handle was daisy something that, oh, okay, okay yeah so it has nothing to do with the show at all okay uh, yeah, you had told me because I all I heard was it was like somebody had been like fired or let go, and I thought, oh my god, who in the show had been let go and did this? And you said it was like some closed captioning. Yeah, person or no, something. no one connected to the actual crew. Um, which it seems like where a lot of leaks for TV shows comes out of now is when they when they do the translations mm-hmm. for the well, there's the all this titles. all this post that has to happen. A lot of different people touch it. Yeah, um, but yeah, that sucks for the you know creators of the show, and hopefully. Most people are, are avoiding them because why? You know, why would you want to spoil yourself? The the fun of the show is getting the rug pulled out from under you, exactly. like with the Mona stuff, where like for that split second you're like Mona's alive, and then you're like shit. Yeah, no, she's probably not. That makes sense. That that actually explains everything we've seen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, that was the episode. 
if you want to get in touch with us, you can tweet at us. We are at broswatchpll2. If you want to leave a longer comment on our website page, you can go to broswatchpll2.com. Uh, we have all the episodes. We've actually done every single episode, even though only the last 100 show up in iTunes. Uh, so definitely feel free to come join the discussion there. We usually have uh, a handful of people chiming in with longer comments each week, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like the podcast you want to help us out, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, that's always appreciated. And, um, yeah, any last thoughts, Marco? Um, a lot of people brought up that the person in the hoodie uh, last season – Bashing in Connor's windows, you know, uh, could have oh, very well yeah. been Nerdy Andrew. I don't know. I, I have no idea. That could be fun, though. That's a fun little detail. I like that. Uh, thank you to Josie, because I put out the call that could we please get that <laughs> Hannah fist bump gif, and she came through, like, almost immediately. And I feel like know. that gif needs to be in, like, the pantheon of gifts now. Oh, without a doubt. I just, I, I wish I was one of those, like, almost Tumblr-esque people who, like, there's a gif that I always have to respond with <laughs> or something, you know, like some people, like for, it's, it's always like some emoji that perfectly conveys their feelings. I just wish I could use that gift for more things in my life. Cause mm. I already look at it enough to inspire me. Definitely. I want that as like my new, like I want that as a post, like a 3d, like hang in there, baby poster. <laughs> <laughs> She's so satisfied with herself. Oh, and I love it too. That's why there has to be that Hannah knows what Hannah means. Motivational book. It has to be. But yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Next week is bloody hell. Bloody hell. Yes, and we'll be back then to talk about it.